0: Welcome to episode 396 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Along to episode three hundred ninety six of I am talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. Oz. how you going, mate? Very good, and you? You know what? I'm sensational, John. That's good. I think I am going to veto the discussion of the week. Why? No, to the one we talked about before the show. Ah, oh, no, don't be so silly. I, we can
1: we can discuss that amongst ourselves. Well, I think the, I think the, I think the audience has an opinion. No, it's a, it's a triathlon show. It's not a Star Wars uh, trivia show.
0: John John's bought his boy. What what have you bought him? We couldn't. He confused
1: me. Well, I confused Melinda as well. He goes. I bought the
0: first three Star Wars. Is that the first ones or the second ones? No, I,
1: I said I bought episode four through six. Which is New Hope is the four, isn't it? The original Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you called it the the new ones. Uh, See, we're totally confused now Anyway And so the question we had And which I think is a great discussion of the week But John doesn't agree Is The Star If you're going to get the whole six of them at one time
2: Mm,
1: What order do you watch What order
0: do you watch them? And I say you watch the one from 77 forward
1: Oldies first To new And John's saying, well, maybe you're not I would have agreed with you But if you want to get the flow of how people grow up Through the series Like the Skywalker And then Luke Skywalker Then you'd have to watch some and I'd be interested to
0: see does it, if you watch it that way round but then when it gets to Luke, you're my son, it's not much of a reveal.
1: Because
0: mm. what was it, was it? Was it Return of the Jedi?
1: Luke, you are my son. Yeah, it's the very end.
0: Yeah, and that's such a massive reveal. Whereas if you watch it that way, it's like, oh, I knew that. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely that way round
1: I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of com for the world's touch. East Coffee. Athelinks.com. Social Networking for Endurance Athletes. Extreme Endurance. galactic Buffer. And, the sh- and, a- and EnduranceCorner.com. What were you going to say then? I was about to say the show is almost over when Bevan spilled his water on the laptop.
0: I got a glass of wine, eh? Mm. And uh, Endurance Corner is just a great resource for ultra-athletes. Okay, guys, in this week's Show what do we got happening? We got um we got we've got wait, I'm just putting up my little show notes here. We have a news, we have age group of the week, we have app of the week, we have an interview. John, who's that with? With Justin Deere from Endurance Corner. He's gonna be talking about strength and then we've got a few questions and answers at the end. First of all, news and uh well, the big race happening this weekend is
1: well there's two big races really, isn't there? But we're going to talk about the one I'm working at first. There you go. <laughs> Challenge Wanaka. First Iron Distance race, you know, it's an Ironman show, so we're going to start up with that. Last year we had a sensational performance by Dylan McNeese uh, in his first Iron Distance race. A renowned swimmer, uh, used to race a lot of short course, swam 47, rode 458 and then ran 259 for 851 for a four-minute victory over Jamie White and Chris McCormick there in third. Gina Crawford uh, spanked everybody as she normally does down there, but it was a good field with Candace Hammond and Joe Lawns. So, I guess the big uh, talking point this year is Dylan McNeice. You know, he he backed up after last year's win and then went over to challenge Taiwan and and absolutely ripped it yeah, over there. Said, his, his time was sensational. Uh, you know, and, and this year we've got Richard Asher returning, and you know, Richard is a pretty strong athlete. So we're going to see what what sort of a game well, he. Well, how long has
0: it been since he's done it? Must be four or five years since he's done an Ironman, is it?
1: Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah, because he kind of came on the scene mm.
0: and, and had you know. One Wanaka and then had a pretty good Ironman New Zealand. Would he would get three or
1: 4 third yeah, or was, It Third wasn't great, but th- yeah, he was he was dist- he was distant distant there but distant. But then, but then he had, wrote wrote eight. I think it was eight oh two. Yeah, he nailed so it. Wrote. Absolutely killed it. So I think based off that, you know, Dylan uh, had a sensational race last year. Um, but I think if Richard's on his game, and, and from what I could see when he did that Ashburton Half Ironman, he's looking pretty he's sharp. He's looking pretty sharp. So because
0: he must be getting a little bit
1: longer in the tooth now, age wise. Yeah, he's about the same as us, probably sort of thirty six, thirty seven, yeah, around yeah. about that. Um, but he had a sensational race there. I mean, it was a low-key race. Nobody was particularly fit for it. But uh, he's going to probably lose maybe seven minutes or so on the swim to Dylan, I would expect. Yep. Uh, you would expect him to, to at least you'd outride Dylan, worst case, probably ride right about the same, and his run, you know, if he's got his running legs on, he's, he's fast, you yep. know, really fast. And so I guess you look at his right performance, 8.02, and if he's in that sort of shape, I don't think Dylan can go, Dylan can't go that fast, in my opinion. Um, but... You know, if Richard doesn't have his A game there, then Dylan, if he can back up what he did last year, it should be uh, an interesting day. But I guess it will be really cool because there will be quite a big gap coming out of the swim. Well, the great thing about Dylan last year was for a first
0: race, he raced a really wise race, didn't he? You know, like, mm. you know, he had a really solid swim swimbuck run. And um, you know, like, and sometimes with Ironman. Although we haven't seen Usher have a bad performance, but it's been such a long time in between innings.
1: I think he's got a lot better chance here because it's it's man on man. You know, you've got yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be solo stuff. There might be one or two people together. Versus that Ironman, he would still be very isolated. If he went to Ironman New Zealand this year, I mean, his swim. I don't, I don't think he'd still come out with Cameron Brown. You know, he's going to be isolated off the pace. Others are going to be riding. Uh, in groups and, and keying off each other here, you know, it's pretty much going to be Richard versus Dylan and if you been a swan couple kid, guys. Do you think he could have gone to the highest level Nightman Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's a pretty quality athlete, isn't he? Yeah. And, uh, for those who don't know much about Richard
0: Usher, tell tell the story, John.
1: So he's a he's a former. Um, he went, I, I don't know if he went to the Olympics or not. Skier, he was a skier. I think he, he did, but yeah. he did uh, mogul skiing and was very good at that. So whether he was borderline Olympics, but for doing that for New Zealanders on a world scene is uh, not particularly yep. high in terms of where, where we place. We've got one medal ever at the Winter Olympics. Although we're looking good for this one, with three the, chances. Yeah, with the snowboarders, yeah. and so and then he came into. Um, coast to coast, and took a few years to, to pick it up, and then crushed that. And I don't know how many times he won the Coast to Coast. And his, he few. wins
0: a lot of those twenty-four hour endurance events. He's, he, as, as an adventure racer, he's, he's definitely one of the best in the
1: world. Mm. Yeah. So, and then t- switched to triathlon and did very, very well. You know, runs really well. Like that run he did in Ashburton, it was. That was fast, and well, he wasn't under pressure.
0: Well, the thing that was, we interviewed him when he was doing Ironman. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the interview, go back and have a listen to it, because it was really interesting having the insight, because he comes, like, the Coast to Coast is an iconic New Zealand multi-sport event, and uh, it's, what do you do? You bike, then you're, you're... More or less bike, and then run, and then
1: kayak, kayak and then, then bike. bike. Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, and we thought, you know, what was harder, at Ironman versus... Um, coast to coast, and it was interesting the insight he gave us in an interview, wasn't it? Mm. Like he was saying that basically, you know, Ironman's actually a lot easier until the last part of the run, mm. whereas Coast to Coast consistently harder, but the last part's probably not as hard because you're on the bike. And uh, mentally, I it's a lot easier because you have the crowds, which
1: which was interesting, wasn't it? And he is backing up and doing coast to coast as well, so that's going to be very interesting to see because he did get dethroned last year by Braden Curry. So uh, Braden smashed it,
0: didn't he? We'll see. Now how Braden Curry did won like a seventy point a half last year, didn't he? He yes. won it.
1: And you got it wrong last week when you said Braden Curry had a kid just before the Taurong race. Apparently, it was Graham O'Grady had the kid.
0: Oh, was it? Mm. Okay, sorry.
1: Well, Graham, is, yeah, come on. And I didn't do a piece. Graham Braden. I just put it in my butt. <laughs> They're not even close. <laughs> anyway, who else is racing down? You've got Matty White, who's uh, a good, strong Australian. Courtney Ogden is racing. Keegan Williams. Uh, Carl Reed, who's a Kiwi, I don't know t- anything about him. Rhodesy's down on the start list, and Simon Cochrane, Scott DeFilippis, Paul Hawkins, and Timothy Beardhill. Uh, Dougal Allen, who's a who's a multi-multi as well. He's won the two-day Coast to Coast quite a few times. He's from Wanaka. He's down there to start, so I'll be interested to see what his swim's like. Um, but yeah, really small field. You know, you've only got what, about fifteen guys. Well, do you want to talk gills or do you want to prize money? I'll do and the, the girls even less There's only six girls Guaranteed prize money For all them Just got to Just got to turn up And finish So you got Gina Candace Hammond Carrie Lester Simone Meyer Tamsin Hayes And Larissa Marsh So oh, here's a question I've got to get all the, the Annabelle from the gym mm. You know um, mm-hmm. Photoshops Yep uh, What um, are you doing <laughs> Greg Bramwell Greg Bramwell Owns a photoshop In Christchurch and Maryville i best photoshop Place in Christchurch Oh lab.
0: I think I know Greg Yeah mm. uh, Well Annabelle, mm-hmm. she did pretty well in, in uh, mm-hmm. Taupo last year, won, yep. won her age group. Won her age
1: group, went to Kona. What time did she do? Uh, 11 hours. 11
0: hours, okay, so pretty solid for, you know, first time up. Went to Kona. She's actually won an entry to New Zealand like mm-hmm. two weeks that. ago, so she, she's you know, starting training next week. But um, could she enter as a pro for this race and then enter I mean, New Zealand as an age grouper?
1: She probably would be able to swing that. In theory, she shouldn't be able to do that, but New Zealand, we don't really have a pro system. If you if you yeah if if you're wanting to WTC races if you're an American you pick up a pro license you got to do everything as a pro yeah. New Zealand bit different bit odd probably she, she, she could probably turn could.
0: up to this race only five people she,
1: yep. she, you know she'll probably pull off you know it's a
0: hard course let's say she gets the living hours again well she's going to make some money off it yeah and then because mm-hmm. she's not a pro registered Ironman athlete mm-hmm. she could then rock up to Taupo and qualify. Yep, definitely oh, i might
1: give her a call. <laughs> be an agent, take 20% Yeah, exactly <laughs> So girl side of things Girl side of things, uh, yeah, as I said, Gina, Candice Hammond Be a race between those two, but Gina should uh, should walk away with the cash Unless she doesn't have a great race But Candice Hammond's really starting to improve She's got a really good run leg on her So, But she's probably going to give up a bit of time in the swim to Gina Jombo, uh, how yes. many times she won that race? Gina. Yeah, like every year, oh. just about, isn't it? Most years, yeah. Belinda Granger won the first sort of couple, but yeah. since then, I think Gina's uh, yeah been crushing it yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. So in terms of the money, um, you know, I find it interesting that you don't get more pros racing this event. It's got good money in terms of Ironman races. It's got around about seventy five thousand New Zealand, which is uh, at this stage um, uh, a little bit over fifty thousand US, and versus. Ironman, it's quite a bit more than 50,000 US. I'll do a conversion. It's probably about 65,000 US. Versus Ironman New Zealand's only got 50,000 and they'll probably draw a stronger field than this. So first place takes... 63,000. 63. So it's about, well, it's 13,000 more than... uh, Ironman New Zealand. Than New Zealand. So 14.5 for first. um, Fifth place, still 2,250. It drops down pretty poorly to to 375, but, you know, it's... um, as I was saying to Bevan, you know, I reckon I could rock up there and pick up a little prize cheque myself. Because you got third ones, didn't you? What did you get for that? Uh, but there's five thousand down there. It wasn't that much. I think it was maybe three or four thousand. Still, yeah, it wasn't complaining at all. Yeah, glove man helped me out there.
0: Glove man helped me out. That's right, because he won it that year, didn't he? He
1: did. Yeah,
0: ball Um Yeah, so so interesting. It's interesting. I mean, New Zealand doesn't match that. It's just standard WTC. Here's what we do.
1: Yeah, and Ironman New Zealand's been at that uh, rate for. I I couldn't find it. That that was a real challenge for me on both the challenge website and on trying to find prize money for WTC's races is like a needle in a haystack. Couldn't find a thing. So in the past, I think Ironman New Zealand has been 50,000 US. It may be more. Oh, so you don't even know? Yeah, it's it's either 50 or 60 or 70, but often stock standard is 50. But. The the, the pro, pro membership website is absolutely atrocious, and I do have to give Challenge Wanaka a little spank on the spank on the bottom. Hey, as I'm well. working for them, John. Yeah, well, they They're great good, people. They they are absolutely fantastic people, but they haven't got they couldn't find their pros or anything on their website,
0: which is interesting. Because back in the day, it, it used was to be great. Yeah, they to like a page of pro profiles yeah. and pictures, and gave some detail, and it was really so, great.
1: Victoria needs to pick, pick your game back up again, but don't 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 give her <laughs> hard time. She's great. How great? <laughs> I mean, New Zealand are great. Um, but you no, know. all the crews are pretty good, but definitely help us support mm. the pros. Okay, so the other big race we have had. Oh, sorry, the one other thing I was going to say on prize money was with the challenge races there is no percentage rule based on time. So what, what, what I was saying before is, and Bevan was saying is, if you're racing in the pro, you finish sixth, you can be two hours behind and you're still getting your money. And I'm not sure if that still applies to. And how many girls we got? We've
0: got six. We've got six girls. So one six, of them won't
1: finish. Two of them may not finish. So you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so sixth place, fifteen hundred bucks. Just by turning up, yeah. Um, again, can't remember what the rules are. with WTC couldn't find it on the website. Do challenge have rules around pros? Well, New Zealand's just a different case. Most other countries, you've got to have a pro license. New Zealand's very odd. Why are we so Mickey Mouse? Because we've got no pro. <laughs> rather, it's, it's just the sport's a bit of a. Yeah, you, know, you can't make. You can't. You can't be a pro over here. Really, the sport's a bit of a joke. You it is. Say? I mean, um, you got this race, and you got Iron Man. And then you've got. They gave you coach of the year jobs. It's you support them. Four or five races in New Zealand have got any money. So that's why. It's kind of just a waste of time. Okay, well there you go. What about the Auckland seventy point three? Auckland seventy point three. pro Oh, geez, it's pretty. It's going to be a pretty interesting race, I reckon. Got a good On the, strong field there, haven't we, John? The pro side of things is going to be really interesting. So we've got Bevan Doherty hitting up against uh, Terenzo Botzoni and then you throw in Craig Alexander and Craig Alexander bracing. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and maybe you should read your show notes. or maybe you should take a mic. Yeah, I'm going to take up my little thingy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> end your mic. Yeah. Well, but those guys, I'm going to be racing as well. But And then, uh, yeah, funny one. Uh, <laughs> it took, for, you, it took you a while. Uh, no, I, what you t- I don't want to bring this show down into the gutter. Like oh, you, as right. if
0: you never have.
1: Uh, And then you've got uh, Fredino in there as well. Now, he, oh, obviously, really? he's the, the Olympic gold medalist from yep. Beijing hasn't really been proven yet at seventy point three but he did go off like his feet were running on hot coals at the seventy point three world champs, so and then he exploded but he could he could really be amongst the mix but then on top of that, you got some other very good athletes you got Paul amy um Tim Burkle, Tim Reid, uh, Richard Cunningham's always Richard consistent, Cunningham, Graham O'Grady, and uh, a couple other Kiwis in there as this well. This is great,
0: bad because hey, this is what this K- is meant to be.
1: Callum Millwood, and then you've got the defendant guy who won last year, Christian Kemp. So, Who would you put your money on? Oh, I think it's going to be just a running race, to be honest. it's, it's the, you the, sit on the, the bike? The bike is not particularly challenging. It's got some rollers and stuff in there, but I I, I think it'll probably just come down to a running race. And, and So then you'll put your money oh, on? You'd probably... You'd probably struggle to go past Crowy. Well, torenzo's running pretty well off the bike. It's just a lottery, I think, off the bike. Any one of those guys.
0: Pretty cool, but Like it's pretty
1: racing because mm. you won't see it all year because they leave first, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah, they do. I've got, I'm like an hour behind that, so I'll be, I'll be starting the. I'll, I'll see them coming in Before towards the, run, towards the yeah. end of the run, and uh, so when I'm heading out on my first lap, I'll see them coming in. So well, you be may not give you
0: because how fast is the run? Maybe an hour 15
1: for yeah. the top guys? Yeah. And you leave an hour after them. Oh, yeah, true. You probably. I'm, I might actually be just starting the run when they're coming in. Well, you may not even be there because yeah, no, you I'm, won't I'm, bike that close to them, will you? Well, I'm planning on – I'll hopefully be about 20 minutes slower than the first pro, so I should be just starting the run.
0: Okay, that's your challenge. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See them coming the first shoot as you come in. Yeah, so uh, – That's no, a, bit of a pretty, be... really, because it's such a good race. It's such a
1: good field. It's pretty that most of the age groupers won't get to mm. – Watch. Wow, that's just the way it is, isn't yeah. it? So it should be should be good times. I'm, I'm, should be a great. It should be a great race. What's uh, the payday
0: there? Because it's a bit of money, isn't it?
1: I have a feeling that the prize pool there is seventy five thousand dollars US. I have a feeling because it's a championship race. Okay. So that's my, my thoughts on that. So should be good on the girls' side. Crimson
0: Crow. I mean, brownies racing.
1: Yeah, it's a contractual thing. I think he'll get absolutely towed. Not because, like uh, I was talking to Mike Phillips who ra- was racing in Tauranga, Tauranga and he was saying Brownie was real strong on the bike, um, but he's just going to get swamped in the swim, and those guys are going to be riding off. It's going to be a pack ride, and he's just going to be fairly well isolated. So unless he's got some real workers with him to pull him up to that front part, um, I think he'll get spanked. Yep. Iron Man, different story. Could do quite well there. Girls, oh,
0: it's just great to see a great race again.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, Girls side things, I think it's, it looks like it's probably going to be a two two horse race. You've got Annabelle Luxford who absolutely creamed it last year, uh, and Kat Morrison who's sort of seems to be on the comeback trail. We'll try to catch up with her should at some stage. Did I send you the email? Yeah, welcome, well back. No, like this week. No, you did not send me an email this week about it. I'm sure I'm, geez, I absolutely you. I'm sure see, checking. To, I'm do checking your right check. now. There is no email. She emailed. us say I should come on the show. Yeah, that was ages ago. No, like this week? No, I did not receive the end. Okay, email. Well, I'm, I'm going to see. So anyway, Kat Morrison is coming off a win at the Tauranga Half Ironman and Annabelle Luxford, yeah, she was in sensational form last year. So I think it'll probably be between those two. You never know what sort of form Sam Warren is going to bring. She's on the comeback trail as well, but she's the only other one there, I think, can, uh, Who's can it, do Warren? damage. Sam, Sam Warren. Wait, do you think it's too late? What do you mean? Oh, I didn't, I didn't forward it to you. Ah, funny that. <laughs> That's why half the content doesn't get through. Oh, sure. I don't, oh of course it doesn't.
0: I've just, just forwarded it to you now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's Kat Morrison. What's going on the show? Yeah, yeah. Good well, friend yeah, of the show. She's yeah. got it some pigs. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Remember, remember when Kona, she was so
1: sunburnt, the poor girl? Oh, last year, so Kat Morrison wears, she's a she's a Scottish girl and- Pale. Pale. So she's got those um, shoulder, shoulder, uh, shoulder things. Of. Axel was trying to tell me last night when running that I should wear those. And I was like, you are kidding.
2: <laughs> I think
0: you should. I think that's a great idea.
1: Because I'm wearing a full-length skins top. but uh, no, no, Just to get the shoulder no, things, John. That's what he was trying to tell me. I said, look, I know we sometimes wear some pretty silly things out there, but there's no way in hell that I would ever wear those John, things. I remember you saying that about socks. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'll give you that. So I think, ultimately,
0: the shoulder things without a top on underneath, so your hair chest <laughs> is just, just uh, coming out. Yeah. Oh hey, look! Hey, you could probably pin your number to your hairy chin. We probably could. Tie
1: it on. <laughs> on. Oh look! I kept, apparently, Kat Morrison wants to come on the show. She's oh, in the amazing! Look at that. Just got it through an email now. Yeah. Oh, I sent it four days ago. Yeah, bloody Gmail. Yeah.
0: Okay then. Um, so your prediction on the gills, you're saying Annabelle's going to take it out.
1: Oh, I'd love Kat to take it out, yeah, but um, I think she's on the comeback trail. So, and she's going to be lose. She's going to lose quite a bit of time to Annabelle Luxford in the swim. She monstered at last. She was very impressed. Who's Annabelle Luxford? An Aussie girl from short girls. That's where the future's coming from. Oh, yeah. Well, where are they? Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Israel man. So we had this uh, sent in from Tim Hemming, a good tennis player that he is, is off to to race in Israel this weekend. The Israel man, and apparently they have 1,200 athletes across... uh, all they've got a half and they've got 200 it's in the pre- full. It does pretty well, doesn't it? Well, that's, that's how you got do That's how Challenge Wanaka does it and works well. 200 in the full, 600 and a half, 60, kids, uh, 60 in the kids' race. Relay uh, teams. Peter the big man, Vabrusic, is a defending champion. Last year they had terrible conditions. And, how many uh, more years do you think he's going to race for? Oh, he'll keep going forever. <laughs> 20
0: oh, years from yeah, now. Yeah.
1: Because uh, he,
0: like, he was around when, when I started.
1: Yeah. You know, so
0: well that was ten years ago, and he was you know still racing forever. Then he just keeps on
1: turning up, doesn't he? Yeah, we're not. uh, uh, We should try. Well, I'm going to make an attempt here. I've got a couple of other athletes racing. They've got Gugli Nagy from Hungary, who was 15th in Wisconsin. He's racing, and then Susanna. Harasini from Hungary. Oh, that's a good effort. She was a, she was a fifth in Lanzarote She's racing a Nina Perkerman from Israel. She's the only professional Israeli female athlete. I wonder how much of a
0: triathlon league there is. Do you think it's better than New Zealand?
1: In Israel, yeah, uh, probably not. No, no, but they've got. It's a very tough course with the big strong ones. And last year Peter did ten hours twenty two minutes. Total prize money they got about fifteen thousand
0: US. Well, it's it's pretty good because it's obviously a pretty tough course. If he's doing, because he's, you know, he's always kind of an 8.45 on a fast course, you know. So
1: a bit bit quicker than that on a fast course. But yeah, so 8.10.22 is pretty slow.
0: Should be fun. Um, John, big news for Australians out there.
1: Another challenge race coming along. It's a half-distance race, Challenge Gold Coast. I think it's a great idea. Palm Beach, Karimba on 24th of August. So a nice, good- It's a winter race. Good early season race, you know. Get, get it's not early season, it's
0: that's po- that's pre-season.
1: It is, but I guess for the guys that are building up, really good timing for the guys that are building up for A, Kona, and B, for Western Australia. Do you think a bad, bad time to put on a race? No. No, not in Australia. No, because
0: like, would you bother going to an
1: August race because you'd be unfit? Well, I would go if I was going to Kona. You know, a lot of Aussies go to Kona. I suppose. And there's a lot of warm places in Australia. If you're thinking of it from a New Zealand perspective in terms of you know, our winter, Yeah. Probably, probably be pretty tricky to train for, but those guys can train year round easily. And if they're doing um, WA, perfect timing to have a hit out. So the great thing about the race is, for for those who don't know much about Australia, the Gold Coast is kind of like one of those
0: holiday kind of hubs Mm. in Australia. You know, most New Zealanders will do a holiday to Gold Coast at some stage in their life, and often you know more than. You know, every couple of years, and so it's a really great place to take the family. They've got all theme parks and there's the beach and all the rest of it. So, if you are looking you're like you're a Kiwi or you know, maybe in somewhere in Asia or something like that, and you are looking to get that 70.3 done before Kona, you know, you could take your family, have a bit of a week's holiday, get your race in, mm. and uh, and again, it's only a 70.3, so you, you won't be too It's a half Iron Man,
1: it's not a 70.3. True, yeah,
0: although half Iron Man, I don't
1: like 70.3, it's a half Iron Man,
0: <clears throat> but it's still Iron Man in there. Sorry? What challenge need to make their own name up? What do they call them?
1: Let's call them Challenge races. So it's Challenge Gold Coast.
0: Yeah, they need to define that, but don't they? Because the problem mm. is when you get the PR releases, they're you know, going half
1: as a yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You're working for them, so you can't say anything bad about it. No,
0: no, why? Well, I'm a contractor. <laughs> and I'm a reporter first, John. I'm not saying, hey, I think they're a great organisation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so 24th of August, he's blowing his nose again, uh, 2014, check it out, and you can guys get there. Uh, so, guys, if you are just where John's blowing his nose, you could probably turn a little bit further away from the mic. Still
1: sick, man. Yeah, hey, really. Yeah. Wow, well, it's part of the crash. But anyway, carry on. How's the, how's the teeth? Uh, what did can, the dentist yeah. say? Yeah, it's okay, but still sore. Really? <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, Jürgen Zach. Jürgen Zach, we've done our Legends of Triathlon show. Great interview with Jürgen Zach. We did our post little wrap up of the show before we'd actually done the interview, and uh, so we didn't re comment on how the interview went, but it was it was really good and I was really um, happy to ask him the questions about the drug case and, and his explanations for that and the fact that he has actually been... It was interesting that he was also open that he felt guys were on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Um, so I thought it was really good and some different opinions on nutrition, again, which was, which was cool to hear. And there's never a right or a necessarily wrong all. answer <laughs> on uh, what's, what's right and wrong in nutrition. And just some, some good stories. And Do you know
0: what I liked about him? Because often, you, you know, you, the Germans, as a stereotypical way of thinking, are always kind of dry and you know mm. serious kind of characters. And he's so not that guy, is he? He's a, he's a bit of a character, isn't he? And we
1: didn't bring up his partying, and he is a renowned partier. Should we should have. Why didn't you bring that up? I don't know, but he is... He is a big-time partier. Yeah? He, yeah, big-time. He knows how to shake it out. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. And uh, we're still at an auction. Blue 70 wetsuit is still up for grabs, so you check out? that out. We've got a few more days yet because we put the show up it's last always goes Easter. for a bargain,
0: guys. If you are looking for a wetsuit, wetsuit go to legendsoftriathlon.com. There will be a link to it on the homepage there. Mm. And uh, you know it's the best, you know, cheap way to get a wetsuit. So, exactly. team, we are uh, started selling the Ultimate Kona ebook, which is the whole idea is that we fund you for help us fundraise for Kona this year. And uh, we're selling 500 of the books, and we've currently sold about 205 of them. Yeah, so nearly halfway. Uh, and next week we're going to start doing the nickname. So what happens is you pay thirty dollars. Um, And for the $30 US, and then what happens?
1: You get this amazing ebook. Amazing. Amazing, Life-changing. Yeah. That's what most people sent us feedback saying, I don't care about the prize. I just wanted that book. Yeah, seriously. And it's changed my life. So I get sick of the change of life emails. Yeah. (laughs) And um,
0: then once you've done that, you then go into the drawer, to win the ultimate trip to Kona where you'll get uh, up to $2,000 worth of travel money depending on where you are in the world you get your accommodation you get your ticket to the after party you get your food so it's all put on um, and it's just a really cool thing To be a part of And the great thing is It helps John and I Get to Kona And actually do the show this year So we've kind of Tried mm. to do it a different way So we've kind of You know I figured the first week We'll get all the keen people mm-hmm. So we've definitely You know We knocked out those 200 Really quickly Zannie Morrison was first off the She break. won yep. yep she was She, she was, was first She was first off Yep she definitely She was like I literally just pushed You know It's upload on the internet And bang mm. it was there She was <laughs> She didn't muck around. Um, and uh, so, so, you know, talking, we've sold 200. We need to sell. I think we might sell 499. And here's why. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking here's how we're going to do a draw. We'll get Melina to come over mm-hmm. and we'll do a show. We'll do a show where Melina's in interview. Yeah. And then what we'll do is we'll do the first draw between one to four. So at one part of the show, we'll do one to four. So there'll be oh, zero to four. Yeah. So that you've got zero to 100, 100, 200. So they'll represent the hundreds. Yeah. And in about another 20 minutes in the show, we'll do another one, zero to nine. And they will represent the tens. Get you know what I mean? So the first one will be, if you're in the 100, 200, 0, 100, 200, 300, 400. The next one we represent a few. Oh, you so want. you're gonna have like semi. You're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draw it out. Ah. And so what happen is people can then go on the net. So we'll, what we'll do is once everyone's bought the tickets, we'll put a spreadsheet on the net with your number and your name. You can download that. So then when you listen to the show, you'll know what your number is. Mm-hmm. And then what will happen is we'll get Melina over. We'll go do an interview with him mm-hmm. And then we'll do like the face the hundred a Facebook
2: update.
0: Yeah. And then oh yeah, we can do a Facebook update as well. Yeah. And then what we can do is then we'll do the you know the ten sections So then, the the people who are in that kind of, you know, let's say you're in the 200 lot, you go, I'm still in. Mm -hmm. You've got to wait 15 minutes for the next one. Then you go, Okay, I'm in the 90s. Yes. Uh, And then, yeah. So, so, so if you want to be a part of it, you've got to get the tickets. Now, we've got to sell another basically 300 tickets. Yep. So, to do it this week, so we (laughs) yeah, just so we have security, but, excuse me. But if we we basically we'll, we'll decide a date. If, if either way, if we can't mm. sell tickets, but they probably won't be in June mm. either way. But it'd be good to knock it out early. It's good if we can get it all done by. i New Zealand. Time. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, mm. um, so go to basically on the front page of www.imtalk.me um, because I'll put it in this week's show notes as well. Mm-hmm. I'll put, basically put it in the show notes each week until, excuse me, <coughs> until we have. Sold the, the, the 499 tickets. So, yeah. so Check go it nice. out. Check it out. Going to a good cause. And just lastly, if you buy a ticket, you do get an I Am Talk nickname and yep. next week we're going to start, we're, we're probably going to have to do 20 a time.
1: Yep. Which is a lot of work for
0: you and I. Mm. The things we have to do.
1: Things we have to do. Sponsor John. com. Tell me about it. So you can go onto Athlinks as we all know, and you can put up what races you are going to be doing. And Not, a lot, not enough people are doing this, but we've got Ironman... Uh, we've got Challenge Wanaka coming up this weekend and we've got Auckland 70.3 and with the new revised site, it's so flippin' easy to, to do this. Uh, in the past it was uh, could be a little cumbersome sometimes to find the events but not any longer. So coming up, um, Challenge Wanaka and we've also got doo, 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 uh, Auckland 70.3 and it'll list all the different events of that race and then when you click on those... And we've got, at Auckland, we've got Pete McLeod. I'm borrowing uh, Peter's um, I Am Talk tri-suit for the race because I've lost mine. <laughs> you lost your tri-suit? Yeah. Where'd you lose it? Oh, that's right. I put it <laughs> under the bed. So my, my new Project 2014 one's not quite arrived yet, so I'm borrowing Peter's for the for the race. I'll be out there in the Iron Talk tri-suit. Are you the same size? And I am actually going to need some assistance. So if any of you guys are listening and you're going to be watching, uh, I need some assistance in terms of fi- figuring out where I am coming off the bike because there's going to be people everywhere. I'm starting on the last wave, and it's it is numbered based on age groups. So, so will it be calf? Will you be looking for calves? Uh, probably just number on the front, the number oh, range. Sh- okay. So just got to check out. I'll put a post on Facebook before the race. But if anybody you can tell a me, I've got several spotters. Hopefully, so it'll be challenging.
0: Anyway, Peter McLeod's racing. It's unfortunate it's not an easy way. That's the downfall, isn't it? They do have it on the calf as well. but Yeah, no, but it's it's, it's unfortunate that you don't like – you could almost have like a
1: – big screen when you come off the bike or something. Or, or even like a wristband for colours or something. Yeah.
0: You know, because it, is, it, loses, it loses the race aspect, doesn't it, when you go to a race. Like you're, you're the last leg starting, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And so everyone else is in front of you, and which means you're going to be passing people all day, mm. which is a bit of a pain in the butt anyway. But if you are trying to compete – Mm -hmm. And you don't know who your competition is, that is a bit of a bugger. And, you know, I'm sure there must be a better visual way to actually see. They
1: might do it on the race numbers, have different numbers. I mean, they've got the race numbers based on which age group you're in, which is one step, but whether or not you can, as you see, the race numbers are often at the front. They are. So
0: if you're chasing, how do you yeah. know who that is? And the
1: turnarounds, you can sort of keep your yeah, wits about yourself. But,
0: you know, if you saw, okay,
1: there's yellow up in front of me, and that's my mm. armor yellow, mm. that's, that's my target. There you go. So. Wayne Ross, he's also racing. Uh, and what you can also do in here is you can put in the comments there. So Shari Mc, Sherry, Sherry McIntyre from Brisbane's coming over. It's going to be a first long-distance race since December 2011. Nice. Just going for 6.30. Oh, it's that guy John Newsom, he's racing. What does it say? I'm 38. I'm not 38. I suppose I... When do they take your age from? Carolina? thirty-seven. When did you birth Uh July. Oh, yeah. you're, you're
0: thirty-seven. Yeah,
1: Mark Hayden, He's you racing. probably just put year in. You were probably lazy when you put your info in. Oh, I was. I'm never lazy. Tim McClurg. He's not. He's down. Um, he's the thirty-nine. Tim led me out in the swim in Ashburton, so we need, hopefully uh, he's been smashing the swim to pieces, and he can lead me out again. And he's going to go for a 4.24 and qualify for World 70.3 in Canada. And then you've got Pam Morris as well. Well, John, I'm over here on Challenge Wanaka,
0: and good old Simon Murray from the UK is going over to do the race. Nice work. And he's riding to athletics. He's got results happening from years. He's got results going back to 2008 when he did the Mazda Blenheim Triathlon. Nice. Must be Blenheim-Oxford. It's Blenheim Castle. Is it? Yeah, it's a big race. Is it really? Big. He won 44 there. Nice And let's see Has he done an Ironman before I Ironman UK Hasn't got his time I don't think he finished that one mm-hmm. um, He's trying to go 11.59 in Wanaka Is his goal So Tough course Simon Tough course Yeah I know Well he did 12.24 in on Lanzar Grotty And that's a tough course Oh yeah yeah. So you're kind it's of thinking It's relative Kind yeah. of course wise So And that was in 2011 A couple of years later Down the piece Maybe you can pull off this he did Updoors um, Triathlon mm. 2012, did 10, 14, 30. Mm. Mm. Nice work. And uh, so,
1: yeah,
0: he's already done 70.3 UK this year. Oh no, last year he did that.
1: Cool. So, yeah. you got someone else racing there as well? Uh, Yep, I have. Let, Let me have a look here. So all you need to do, guys, is you just log Matthew in. Matthew Anderson. Matthew Anderson. You log into Athlinks, and you now you can just type in the event, and it'll have uh, all the years that it's been on, and it'll say next race coming up, and then you can just add it into your calendar, and uh, or you can RSVP, and you can put in if you want to put in your goals and stuff, you can. But it'd be really cool to see you know who's who's out there racing when we go down to events. So no, check Matthew it
0: Anderson's out. doing. I'm not sure if he's doing the full or that. No, he is doing the full because mm. he was hoping for like 12 and a half. He did challenge Warnocker in 5:30, t- so that's pretty. Pretty good last year oh, yeah, for the so half. So Should set set those uh, set those goals a bit high. But do it do, do a do a. Um, He's pretty consistent. He's done challenge Wanaka three last three years in the half. He did
1: five thirty seven, five twenty eight, five thirty one. Nice. <laughs> Do, do the old Pete Jacobs and set your goals nice and high. He he said he was wanting to go seven thirty in Hawaii next year. That's his goal. Has he said that? Seven thirty. Has he put that out there? He put that out there. Really? It was a bit of a bit of tongue yeah. in cheek, but that's sort of the you know, he uses that as a bit of a motivator. Seven thirty is what he wanted to go. Well, I was reading some
0: science on running stuff a while ago and they're talking about they they think physiologically we can hit like about one the one forties for the marathon. That a human potentially oh, right. could reach yeah. that. But there's plenty of arguments around it. But mm. You know seven thirty in in theory
1: for seven thirty is definitely uh, feasible, but possibly not in cona yeah. he, but, but he, he, he said he doesn't really expect to do that, but he's using that as a motivator you know just to When set does a bar that become really stupid
0: but you know because sometimes you know one of the things you learn about when you're a goal setter is setting the right goal is really important, and mm. if you set stupid goals you don't, you actually are demotivating mm. just it uh, just depends what works for the individual though if yeah, that, true. If that works for him. Great. Matthew Anderson, I think this is his full, full distance race as well. So go, Matthew nice. Anderson. Nice. So, athletes, guys, check it out. You can go on there, you can see your races, you can keep a history of your record as an athlete.
1: Great resource. Get on it. Check, check, check it out. Okay, John Bo, what have we got next? A discussion of the week. Discussion of the week. <laughs> discussion <laughs> of the it. week. So, last week we had uh, the pros and cons of strength and conditioning and what you guys thought of it. And we're going to discuss that later in the show when we do our interview with Justin Deere from Endurance Corner. So, we've got a discussion for this week? Yes. Star Wars. No. Uh, Who is your favourite Star Wars character, John? Buddy Thomas asked me that about ten times every day. And what, what I just, do you I say? Just pluck out a different one every oh, time. Oh, do you? Mm. I just—I always I like the hero Luke Skywalker. I keep saying che- Chewbacca, Chewbacca, because so, I look like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, what do training partners do that really irritates you? Oh, that's a good one, John. I thought you'd like that.
0: What, what did I used to do that irritated you?
1: Um, I can't think. You, you always wore your helmet when you went training. You just got busted a couple of times not wearing it yeah, outside yeah, of that. Belinda, yeah. Uh, I don't think you irritated me too much. Training
0: my bike used to irritate people because yeah, I because I never looked after it? it. Yeah, and it was always creaky sounds. Yeah, but you you were the same. So. I always look after my bike. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> CPO. Yeah. Righty ho. So yeah, okay, okay. So what what do your training partners do that ir- you know? One thing that does irritate me: mm-hmm. old shorts or white shorts. When you're riding oh behind them, you see yeah. up their butt crack. Yeah, it's just not a nice <laughs> thing. That's right. You know, so this could be fun. Mm. Okay, that was, that was a good one. Thank you. Did you think it yourself? I did, all oh, by pretty. myself. Oh, 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 by myself. Okay, here's some music.
2: Scripper of, of the Week.
1: week. Okay, Jonbo, let me pull this up here. I'm not sure if this was sent through by Matt Tench or not, because it wasn't actually somebody who sent through a big long email about somebody they, they knew. It's basically an article on newmobility.com. Okay, tell and, me about it, because I haven't done my piece. Okay, it's a called Peter Duperez. He's a C6 quad, uh, it has got a C6 quad, Injury shatters the Ironman barrier. Barriers are a matter, there's basically an article, barriers are a matter of perception and when they are broken, the impossible, as if by magic, is forever possible. Chuck Yeager did this when he broke the sound barrier, Roger Bannister, when he did the four minute mile, on uh, basically at uh, Challenge, not Challenge, at Ironman. On Sunday, December 6th, Peter De Prez Pere- made a list of barrier breakers when he became the first quadriplegic to compete a full Ironman. Did uh, basically from South Africa, did the feat at Iron Ironman, Western Australia. Um, and examining the full scope of Perez's accomplishment shows amazing adaption, determination, planning, logistics, and teamwork. Assistance is allowed under Ironman rules. John, if it's quadriplegic, that's meant to be from neck down. Yeah, you, you wait, you wait. A C6 quadriplegic, Perez. Uh, has no hand, grip or finger movement and limited arm movement. His strength comes from his bicep and shoulder movement. Swimming with no tricep movement, he cannot do the overhead crawl like a uh, paraplegic swimmer and instead does a double-armed backstroke. During the open water swim, he relies on a swimmer behind him to tap his legs to maintain direction. Two assistants wow. help him from the swim bike and uh, from the bike to the racing chair transition. Perez uses adapted grips that enable his hands to grab the hand cycle paddles. Because his body doesn't sweat below C6, his team soaks him with buckets of water to prevent overheating. Wow. Six weeks before the race, Perez was thrown another challenge when he broke his arm, although it healed... He's only got his arms <laughs> the only to bloody his work, arms. and he breaks his arm. Wow. Although it healed enough to race, he was weakened by the interruption in his training. On race day, everything came together and Perez broke the barrier and entered the record books as the first quadriplegic to finish an Ironman. His finish time was a respectable 13 hours and 20 minutes. The broken arm put him 20 minutes short of his goal of sub-13 hours. Perez's world-class athleticism and barrier breaking is amazing in itself, but in my opinion what truly puts him in uh, Supercrip, the ultimate compliment uh, Supercrip, a status is he manages to achieve this whilst holding down a full-time job as a actuary analyst. Uh, Perez already has a sight set on his next goal, completing and finishing the World Ironman Champs in Kona, Hawaii. Um, whether it's travelling beyond the speed of sound, a sub-4 minute mile to opening the World Ironman racing, world of racing, breaking through the barrier opens up the door for everybody.
0: So I've just got on YouTube and uh, they've got some clips on him here, and, and they're just showing his swim and stuff. So he's got a pretty good range of motion with his shoulder girdle, so he can right. He can pretty much get the double backstroke happening. He's got a guy's behind him swimming here in the that's water. Still, pretty oh
1: mate, don't get me four wrong. Four k's pretty, of double backstroke. So look. Oh yeah, that is amazing. A that's slow going, and B that's it's not as hard as butterfly or anything, but it's yeah. Oh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty phenomenal. Well, imagine how. It's, Strong
0: as shoulders must be because mm. he does that's shoulders all day. Mm. That is wicked. So then look, let's look on the bike. So then he's on the bike. He's on the bike, he's like inclined. He's basically lying down on the bike. Uh, he's got the zips going. I'll there. put this video on Our uh, Talk for you guys to have a look at. But so now he's got you know those, those things because yeah, the hand cycle, but lying right back. He's, he's vertical, isn't he? Or oh no, horizontal, horizontal. Sorry, to the ground. Yeah, horizontal. And then and then he's got the he's on the wheelchair on the run as well. So. Jeez, that's that's an amazing effort,
1: isn't it? It is. I think you know, but Basselton—the advantage he's got there—it's flat, uh, and it can be a bit windy, but it's flat. I, I can't imagine trying to do that in Kona, you know, trying to get up, um, get up the hills and but stuff like it that. he doesn't sweat? Never oh. thought about that with clod Yeah, yeah, terrible. Wow, that, that, that is pretty very impressive. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So, so I'm that. sure Pieter is going to be on the. NBC coverage this year, kind
0: yeah, of. Sure. Yeah, for sure. That is that is amazing. So Peter Du Perez, you are our attribute attribute of the week. week. That's the first time we've heard like just a you know, like a non team oh. one in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, Jumbo,
1: um trivia time. Try oh, trivia
0: tri- with try training.
1: Tried rating oh, sorry, .com even. Yeah. We do try training, but it's try rating.com and Torsten was stoked to hear us talking about his questions last week. And he was happy for us to give the answers. <laughs> Yep. which is good because I was a little bit concerned about that. Yep, so we've got some more this week, and I haven't looked at the answers, so okay, well, do you want to pull up the email from Torsten while okay. we, we crack into them, and we'll see how close...
0: Well, I'll go, I'll try as well. Wait, okay. But maybe see my pen. Maybe see my pen. Oh. Oh, <laughs> my pen. Quality podcasting here. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I'll cut for my pen. Oh. Pen. Do, maybe, maybe do we, we say pen pause. funny? Sorry?
1: Yeah. Okay. So. okay
0: right. How's your deck going? My deck? Oh, I'm doing some more painting on my deck today. Yeah. yeah. We cut out and we had this amazing deck story. We did. Me and my deck. You've been polishing it? Yeah, polishing Water it. last it? my deck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, anyway, here's the question. So, so, so we'll talk w- the answers later on. Oh, but haven't even started
1: that? The- no, because I was saying I was looking for my pen. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And then we'd start talking about my deck. Rightio. So it's questions six through ten. We'll do the answers later on. Which races in 2013 had the closest and widest margins between the male and female winners? So it's pros only. The so male difference between the male and females. Number two, which races in twenty thirteen had the closest and widest margins between the winner and the runner up? So this is first and second. Now, are we saying between guys and girls? No, just so the first one is the big the difference between guys and girls. The second one. Oh, I see what you're saying. So second question, just- question, question two, is ha- the closest and furthest distance between? So, but it can be a guy or a girl. I guess so. We'll find out when we get the answers. Which country had the most pro Ironman wins? Who had the slowest swim when winning a pro Ironman race in 2013? Uh, Final question. Who overcame the biggest deficit after the bike to win an Ironman in 2013? These are challenging questions. They're really challenging questions. Mm. Did you see that Star video? No, I didn't watch it. Uh So somebody sent that through.
0: Obviously people give them a hard time. Yeah. And I think in this world nowadays, guys, if you if you're a bit of a public profile, don't read your feedback. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the key. And uh, he, he basically does this YouTube clip. Tim Heming sent it through. Oh, yeah, and right. uh, and uh, he sent did, did this YouTube clip, basically kind of responding to the criticisms he gets on Slow Twitch. Yeah, and uh, and and sometimes in some ways it was funny. In other ways, you kind of thought. Maybe he shouldn't have done this. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting. But um, he obviously gets very frustrated by people being critical of him. And fair enough. Is like it, The guy's a legendary athlete. And,
1: you know, and people, yeah. Was some of it around his run technique or is, is it more around his race strategy? Oh,
0: there was 10 that he brought up. Um, people were like, you know, he's not a very strong, he wouldn't be a very good pro cyclist and all the rest of it. And the guy's a pretty legendary cyclist. You know, what he's done is pretty phenomenal. Really. Yeah. You know, for people to say, "Oh, you know, he's, you know, he's, he wouldn't make it in the cycling world." Well, who knows? First of all, it's a kind of a silly comparison, but he's got faster
1: time than Lance Armstrong did.
0: Yeah. You know, so it's different. The guy's a gun.
1: Yeah. On the bike, it, it, and that's the thing: bike racing. It's time trialling. He's going to be, I don't know how competitive he'd be, but he'd be moderately competitive. How good he would be in a road race, who knows? But we had a—we had the elite road nationals here in Christchurch. Oh, no, weekend. we didn't even talk about that. How is yeah. that? And uh, it's a great race. It's 180 k's, and they've got a fantastic course. It's is it 10, 10 laps, and they go up a really tough course. They climb. do 12 laps, but they do 10 on the hills. Yeah, so 10 yeah. times up, basically, a for it probably only takes him about four to five minutes to get up the climb. But a good, steep climb. But, you know, it's 10%, 12%. It's pretty solid. And uh, we had a young triathlete there, Tom Davison, who I used to coach for quite a long time. And he finished third with Hayden Ralston and Jack Bauer, who are two pro-tour riders. Were pro, you totally total surprised riders. by that result? Not totally, no. Is he that good, is he? Oh, he's a very, very good rider. And, yeah, no, he's good. And he, he made a lot of the other cyclists look, look, um, look a bit silly, really. It was pretty phenomenal, that performance yeah. by him. You know, although I heard... Towards the end, they kind of looked after him a little bit because they he yeah. already done the, the yards, but yeah. still, yeah. So I mean, he kept up, and uh, and he's a very strong cyclist. So so yeah, Starkowitz is not going to go win the Tour de France, but but he, yeah. he's a he's, god. He's, but that's the thing is that
0: if you're one of those people who goes on the internet and mm. just is highly critical in, in ways that quite scathing mm. you know like it's one thing to go look at a performance okay well you know what if you maybe dropped his power a little bit and ran a little bit faster you know but that's a strategy you know if you can look at it intelligently and have a discussion around that it, you know that John I always feel sorry for John because he knows all these people and you mm. know he has to say the hard things and, mm. I, and I can't get away with it because I don't really say it <laughs> but, yeah. but you know was, you know, sometimes you, just, you actually meet the pros and you think oh, what did I say about them but, mm. but we never you know we just look at their performance whereas if one of those people were Just is just critical in a way that's just you know Mm. stop it yeah stop it be a better person like anyone who's a pro athlete is is a legend it's it's, it's a life commitment that's pretty bloody hard and Starkowitz is a pretty high level
1: athlete and what he's doing on the bike is phenomenal and he's winning races he won Florida he didn't win Florida this year he got beaten this year but he won last year and it was a sensational time and he's the fastest American of all time and he he rides
0: like just just over four hours Mm. fourteen isn't it
1: he's the only American who's gone under eight. Give him a break. I mean, yeah, granted, he's not a sensational runner, but...
0: But he's such a great biker. So yeah. You know, why would you not use your strength? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I'll no, slow down now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, stop being mean. Spread yes. love, not war. Yes. Okay, so uh, we'll go back to the... We'll do the trivia questions later on. Sponsors.
1: Should we just do the, we'll do the coffees of why, and then we'll go back and do the answers, shall we? Okay. We'll yeah. Do yeah. Coffees of why. Now, coffee, awesome. People but who no love coffee get on at like Coffees of why We've got the promo codes on imtalk.me. So not everybody likes coffee. But wait, they've got tea. Wait, they've, there's more. They've got teas. You can drink plenty of tea. They've got a whole bunch of uh, Molokai-style teas, just a different infusions, lavenders and all that sort of thing. I do like my teas. But wait, some people don't even like tea. They might not even like well, hot What kind of person pizza. is that, John?
0: But wait, Maybe more. they're cold.
1: They, they could be cold. But they, they don't like coffee or tea. What's other one that can keep them warm? They could get a T-shirt. Oh, look at
0: that.
1: There you go. And that... that <laughs> These t-shirts are looking stylish. Nice colours. The thing about Coffees of White, they do cool designs with their packaging. It looks really cool. I like their t-shirts as well. Do you still have the just with the um the Because porno look like it. Porno bought his cap like ten years ago and mm. he still wears it and mm. it still holds up. Nice little visor. It's those head sweat visors, they're they pretty are good. Go you had the head sweat headband. Yeah, I've still got that, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed by that. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Like Bruce Springsteen when you're on your bike. Yeah. yeah. Born in the
2: USA.
1: So they've got a variety of T-shirts here. They've got the Espresso, Mm. they've got the Estate, they've got the Island Princess, they've got the Mule Skinner, and then they've got sort of a plain black one there. So cool colours, cool designs, and it's just Wait a a second, John, let's ask the big question. It meets your threshold.
0: Does it meet my policy? Oh, $17! dollars 17 dollars Give me 10 of them, John.
1: 10 of them. But if you click on the extra even things, with Even with the currency that's under my $25 t shirt policy. It is. Wow. Yeah. If you open up, the, if you click on one of the t shirts, you actually see the intricate designs. They're pretty cool, I reckon. So what you do is you go and get your Coffees of Hawaii, you chuck a t shirt on
0: there. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, get it for your kids. Mm hmm. You know? Win win. Yeah.
1: yeah there yeah. you go.
0: Check it out Coffees of Hawaii.com. What was tastiest coffee. Okay, so we've had the try rating.com try quiz. Yeah. Hard card questions this week. Boston, you made it tough for us uh, did. Uh, let's, let's, I don't know the answers yet but I've got them in front of me So okay. I can see them as we go So which race in 2013 Had the closest and widest margin between the male And female winners John. Closest Now we're we saying Ironman races or
1: just Yeah we're definitely saying Ironman races So not, couldn't, we couldn't be like a Challenge Wanaka Ah oh, Good question it's, well, whatever You can go with whatever you want Okay I am going to go with, I've just pulled up the Ironman page here so I can have a bit of a bit of a squiz. I don't know what close race is the word. Was it last year? I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I'm going with Ironman Wales for the closest finish.
0: No, 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 well, that's the next question. Okay, so we're going the furthest. The biggest margin between the male and female. Oh, okay, sorry. I think okay. it was one of the later in the years, wasn't it? I remember there was a race where the girls were like miles behind. Me. I was like, oh, they haven't really pulled their socks up here.
1: I am going to go going to say, for Ironman Australia. Oh, yeah, that's a good call because there were not yeah. many people competing there. So that's the most furthest apart that I'm going to I'm going to say Lanza Grotti. Okay, good. don't know why. Okay, let's have a look. Oh, I think you're totally wrong there because Joycey did that. Oh, you're well, right. That might have been the year before. And then on the closest one, I'm going to go Ironman Wales. So wait a second. Is this two questions? Oh, Bevan, yeah, So
0: the closest and widest. Okay, closest? Yeah, so the closest. You're wrong. Okay. Texas. 24 minutes between poor Amy and Rachel Joyce Oh yeah, yeah And the widest, you're wrong <laughs> Yeah Japan, 124 oh. between Martin Jensen and Shao Yu Li Okay So that's, yep, so we're well off Okay, next okay. one
1: uh, So this is the the biggest difference between first place and second place Yes, the widest and closest
0: margin Okay, closest oh, there was a real close finish this last year I My mean, it doesn't really help, does it?
1: Oh, that. There's a 70.3 where the guy pushed him over that, the line. There was a 70.3. Oh, that's the one I was talking about there. I'm going to go, sorry, I'm going to go Wales again for the closest and the widest margin. I've got absolutely no idea. I'm going to go for. I'm um, in Brazil, just because I don't know. <sighs>
0: okay, answers. Closest race in the men uh, was Copenhagen. I uh-huh. oh, mean, we have 58 seconds between Jens Pedersen-Barch And Henrik Lund.
1: That's a close finish
0: And then in the women's, it was 50 seconds in Lake Tahoe Okay And it was uh, Asia, uh, Lawnstorm Yeah And Janine Colling And then in the men's, we got the widest margin Was Japan again Oh, uh, yeah Verbrusik uh, was second behind Jensen And then the closest, the widest margin between First and second was Texas. Joycey killed Jenna Henson. Ah, right. Yeah, yep. should have got that clue in the first one. Yeah, we, yeah, there was a clue that one wasn't there. Kay. Number three, which country had the most Ironman Pro wins in 2013? Oh, that's a good one. That's isn't a tricky. It? One. You gotta say. Oh, the problem is America gets more races. Well, isn't that, but it? That,
1: yes, but I'm thinking wins? that the chicks tend to race a lot more. The UK. Who have you got there? So you got Joycey. Joycey. Um, you got the, the Bella winning this year. Don't know. I think UK's pr-
0: UK Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Because then you got Rennie, but the Rennie didn't have a no. great year outside of Kona, did she? Yeah, no. Oh,
2: that's
0: a tough one.
1: I'm going to go UK. I'm going to go America. Okay. Go the Americans. US. Yeah. Yes, because they have so many races.
0: But in saying that, they, they, well, it's unfair. So twelve races to the US and uh, Kessler won New Zealand. Uh, Donovan won U- uh, South Africa O'Donnell and Amanda uh, Stevens won Brazil yeah. Hoffman won Coeur d'Alene Mary Beth won France Andy Potts and Jenny Henson won Lake Placid yeah. Mary Beth, Mount Treblanc. Uh Uli Broom yeah. I wouldn't have picked him as an American Okay carry on. That name? Canadian uh, Jackie Un- um, Arnold, maybe Wisconsin And Elizabeth Iles won Western Australia So yeah. they, in fairness yeah. they won the most But they won them all around the world a lot of American ones there. Yep. Okay. Oh no, because you've got New Zealand, South Africa, Brazil, okay, uh, France, whatever, Western Australia. I'm, I'm right. Don't Can I, no. Well, no. Actually, because of the twelve, it's only one, two, three, four, four races in the America.
1: Yeah. You, you, you're counting. You need needs correcting. Who had the you slowest count, swim ca- when winning an Ironman? Who had the slowest swim? I did. Now, did Natasha Badman win South Africa? I have a funny feeling she might have done. No, I don't think she did. Okay, well, I'm going to go with her anyway.
0: Okay Um Slowest swim Who's someone who's a really bad swimmer But great biker Who would have won an Ironman
1: It's got a bit It will definitely be a female Because it's a slower swimmer okay. Winning an Ironman
0: Okay Well we've got a female and fat male Oh okay Sergio Marquez Right Did 56-59 to win Challenge Barcelona Yeah And then uh, in an Ironman Ronnie Shelnick. He mm-hmm. won uh, 55 fifty five, fifty nine to win Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And then in Japan, the female winner shows who... Oh, L- damn L- Japanese
1: L- race has <laughs> taken the prime in all this. Jenny <laughs> swam at 112 and won it. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by Jesse Donovan, did 107 in South Africa. So who overcame the biggest deficit to win on the bike, to win an Ironman race in 2013. So come, this is basically to come back in a run? Yes. Oh, that could be anyone. That could be. Yeah. I'm not even going to take a stab. I don't have a clue.
0: Victor Cole, oh, Tara Carell, he yep. was 18 minutes behind Andrew Suckowitz. In Florida, that's right. In Florida, and he won by 210.
1: Good work, Toss. The girls' side
0: of things. Jesse Donovan, 21 minutes behind Jody Swallow in South Africa. Mm. So, there you go. I don't know if anyone would have got any of those right, but it is interesting stuff. You'd yes. have to be pretty. You'd have to be. You'd have to be a, a level. Yeah. You know. I, don't, I reckon if we put that out there, Torson wouldn't be able to pull those out of his butt. No. <laughs> like he's got the research, but they were they were. Next time it. you do this, Torson, give us ones that give us a glimmer of hope. Yeah. You've got to chuck the one in there that you, oh, yeah know this one
1: yeah like who won Kona? Yeah. <laughs> you've got to chuck that one in there. Okay, uh, I'm going to skip the app of the week because we're cranking through the time, and right now we've got an interview with Justin Deere from Endurance Corner. Dot com around strength and condition training. and Just just one question. Is it a good app? Sorry? It's a reasonable app. Okay. Yep. So we'll save that for next week. Okay. So interview around strength and conditioning training and the pros and cons to doing that. Brought to you by endurancecorner.com. As we say at the end of the interview, they've got some cool camps, clinics, etc coming up. Uh, lots of experts in there. So check it out, endurancecorner.com. Here we go. Roddy, ho, um, this week we've got the first of our series, new series this year, we're going to be having sort of workout of the month with the guys at endurancecorner.com, we've got Justin from Endurance Corner along, how are you doing Justin? Good, thanks for having me. Cool. Hey, so we, we had a post last week on, on Facebook sort of trying to figure out what people do in terms of their strength and conditioning work and whether they actually think it, it works or not. Um, and we had quite a variety of um, comments, so I thought we'd start off by reading a few of them out. Um, quite a few guys, um, swim, bike, run injuries, said he does TRX, and a few other people said they did TRX as well. Paul Munro just sticks to this, uh, his 4100s with poolboy Boy and paddles and band on the 130 cycles. He's moving along pretty quickly. Um, some guys, Bradley Oldham said pull-ups, chin-ups, dips, lunges, squats, does it work? Makes me feel good and look better, so I just keep on doing it. Uh, we had another one there, Martin Sylvester said he's on the Purple Patch training program, does two strength sessions per week, low on weights, high on dynamic movements, won't make me fast but hopefully reduce my injuries, started to prioritise as much as other sessions. Uh, and then what else do we have in there a few people do just core work um, favourite is planks with my two year old son on his back was David Barrett <laughs> and uh, and then a couple other endurancejunkie.com had highly recommend Mark Allen's 12 best core strength exercises over on active.com there's a link on, on Facebook for that few more TRX things, and then uh, a couple of guys, uh, Wes Lamley says he uses kettlebells quite a bit. So anyway, kettle anyways, bells. Kettlebell, yeah. kettle, kettlebells. So if you guys want to see what other people are doing, check it out on our Facebook page, and we might comment on a couple of those other ones as we sort of work our way through. So... Um, but it's an interesting topic, Justin, because um, you know it was a, a bit of a love-hate relationship for some people with the gym work. Some people absolutely love going there all the time and and uh, and just love the gym environment. Others, probably like myself, uh, really don't like going to the gym at all, and um, and sometimes wonder what. Yeah, what benefit you're really getting out of it? So, um, what's sort of the endurance corner angle on um, strength strength training, and um, whether it's best for you guys just focus on it for injury prevention or actually getting a lot stronger?
2: Yeah, I, I um, first of all, I really appreciate everybody posting on your Facebook page. Um, I did read through it all; I found it interesting. Uh, I think there were some various apps and some things that people were using that I was able to check out. So. It was cool to get sort of a variety of answers. And um, I think even on the Endurance Corner team, you get a little bit of variation in terms of what motivates people to incorporate strength training into their programs. Um, I asked <clears throat> I asked on our own forum, um, you know, what's been some of the motivation behind people lifting? What are some of the benefits? Does it really prevent injuries? Or is that sort of a – I, I, you know, you hear injury prevention a lot. A lot of guys mm-hmm. mentioned. Facebook page seemed to be a pretty sort of common belief, regardless of of why people are believing it. Mm. Uh, I so I asked Alan if there were any you know specific studies that focused on it, and he said it was hard to make a conclusion on that just based on the way that people quantified strength training varies so much from study to study. Mm. The other thing is that it's sort of not you know basically there's one group that goes about a bunch of training and then another group that goes about a bunch of training and includes some medium of strength training, whether it's plyometrics or weights or, you know, TRX or whatever the case may be. And then they look at the end to see if one is more injured than the other. Mm -hmm. So that didn't seem to be, you know, so conclusive. So I asked sort of what some of the other benefits are. And from my own perspective, you know, I've started incorporating strength training, quite a bit in the last couple of years. And one of the reasons that it motivated me was, um, I, I have done a lot of strength training in the past before I ever started triathlon. I lifted weights a lot in high school and college. And from a weightlifting perspective, I was reasonably strong. And, um, but, but then through my twenties, uh, I didn't lift as often when I worked with Joe Friel, he would usually have me lift weights heavy at some point in the year. And then a little less so during the season. And then, sort of in my latter twenties, I, I didn't lift weights as much and at the end of the 2012 racing season, um, I you know i'm I'm pretty religious with checking weight because I like to see if there's variations day to day kind of helps to to make sure that training stays on 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 course. And what I came to see at the end of the season was I was getting really light, lighter than I had in some of the other years. So I was pretty accustomed to starting a season maybe 72, 73 kilos, working down to 70 and usually never dropping below that. But now I'm starting to see 68 and 67 towards the end of the year. And just from a purely subjective standpoint, I didn't feel as though I looked any differently. I was like, I don't look, I don't look three k kgs leaner, so I'm probably just weaker. <laughs> so uh, it was my motivation was just to try to put on some weight I, and i figured if i was going to try to put on weight i might as well try to get some muscle in there instead of just eating a bunch of tacos or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with your taco yeah. you.
2: <laughs> so so um um uh, one interesting thing that i that i did so this was the start of of this past season or in 2013 right so right. i i cycled in quite a bit of training um didn't go bananas with it was just real consistent, mostly big movements like squats, pull ups deadlifts, things of that nature, and um, I do a a, um, a a lactate step test on um, the Velotron over at Allen's house, um, and I did it almost on the exact same day in 2012 as I did it in 2013, and um, and while you can't really compare the two perfectly. Um, one of the things that was different in 2013 was I was able to get to a further stage in terms of the top end, and I was also ge- able to generate a lot more lactate. Mm-hmm. Now, on the on the on the other hand, my lower aerobic levels showed higher levels of lactate um, than they did in the previous season. So, you know, what I was able to take away from that would be that possibly. Uh, I was able to give myself a little more capacity on the top end through the strength cycle, which I could then maybe use to my advantage when I incorporated more sort of aerobic training later in the year. Mm. It seemed to me that it was worth at least trying uh, each season, particularly since uh, I'm in my thirties now. Um, Maybe I go a little more catabolic through the season, eat away at more muscle mass towards the end of the year. So taking the time at some point in the year to put on a little bit of muscle mass when aerobic volume is a bit lower and then maintaining some, I don't think I maintained it, the program well enough in the back half of the season. So maintaining some portions of strength throughout the year, um, you know, in order to offset some of that, you know, muscle breakdown across the season. So I
1: guess that's probably a key, a key point there is, um, is you know what, what do you define as for for you guys? What do you define as, as strength training? And and how do you tend to periodize it through the season? Because you know if you're in the middle of your racing season and you're trying to do some good quality sessions and you're going and spanking it out at the gym and uh, and really tearing yourself up, then that's going to have a significant impact on your um on your quality swim, bike, and run sessions. So how do you go about trying to get that balance right um, so you're able to do you know, your good swim bike run sessions whilst maintaining some sort of strength training?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you, you know, if you were to ask somebody, you know, if they want to increase their, you know, capacity on the bike, you know, is it more important to increase their max squat or to ride more? You know, I would definitely say ride more. Um, I think one of the things that strength training may do is it, it may allow you to have better qualitative training down the road but it won't necessarily make you better at something tomorrow you know a bike ride today will make you better riding tomorrow um so i i think um if the goal is to put on some size if if you are trying to build back some muscle mass then that type of training needs to take place when your aerobic volume is lower so sort of either very early season or a time that's pretty far away from races because if you try to stack a lot of, you can't really, you can't be really good at strength training and really good at aerobic exercise at the same time, mm. or you can't make massive gains in either direction. So, um, you know, I think it would come down to each individual and, and what it is that they're really limited on. I think, um, I think for some beginner athletes or athletes that say move into track. Athlon and they've been quite dormant for a long while so they haven't been athletic and then they're just switching into triathlon as a new medium of exercise and training uh they could probably benefit a little bit more from the strength training just because um they haven't been doing anything and so getting getting some, some uh, training on some of those top end fibers you know they may not be able to get that if their you know threshold on the bike is 150 watts you know then they're, they're never going to be able to put out a bunch of power or if they're, you know, they can't run very quickly, you know, they're not really going to get across a wide range of of training intensities. So I think the strength training can help, perhaps more in that case. Um, once you get into the season, I mean, I think, I think the the way that you would look at heavy lifting early in the season, you'd have to be pretty rested for it. You would do the opposite for sort of the race specific sessions and swim bike run. And so I think that the strength training would have to not necessarily go by the wayside, but you wouldn't want it to be formulated in a way for it to make you really, really tired. Maybe maintaining the minutes, having a little bit of load at some point in time, when you were far away from a race or maybe you had a lighter week, or maybe you're on the road and circumstances just allowed for it. You know, maybe you could incorporate some heavier lips um, when the time presented itself adequately. Um, but not necessarily on say like a weekly basis.
1: So that, that's sort of a bit of a, <clears throat> a macro view in terms of the, the actual season, but in terms of specifics, you know, as you saw on the, the Facebook posts, there's, there's quite a bit of variability in terms of what people actually do. Whether it be TRX, whether it be plyometrics, whether it be you know your classic strength stuff, your squats, and all that sort of stuff. So you you vary that quite a bit as you go through the season. Or have you got any advice for people in terms of what to do?
2: Yeah, I I like the big movements. Um, the squat, the deadlift, the pull up, um, you know, pressing o- overhead, lunges. Um, and then for those that are more comfortable, you know, cleans and things like that. Um, not necessarily needing to, need to be heavy, but I just like the the big movements of uh you're not sort of isolating a group, you're kind of incorporating more of your body to do um, some of the basic functions of sort of push-pull, squat-lunge, those are, are are really good. And, um, you know, Alan was saying that one of the benefits of the strength training is just getting a, a greater range of motion uh, And some of your muscle groups that be a little bit constricted, say, on the bike or something like that. So having the strength training, even if it isn't heavily loaded, you just get a wider range of movement than you might get within the swim-bike-run mediums. I think one thing to
0: think about around that stuff is to to really when we go to the periodization of, se- of the season. So obviously when you're kind of you know your pre peak period, you want to get the strength work but probably move more towards functional movements. You know, combining different muscle groups, and you're kind of when you're in your peak time, so you can get you know a shorter workout and that's quite effective.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so like, how would you?
0: So, you know, like you could do your lunge, shoulder press at the same time because one thing that we we all know that when we get to the strength, um, at least the busy phase of our season is that strength will be the first thing to go. Strength and flexibility tends to be come after swim, bike, run and so, you know, when you've got more time it's good to get into weights room and really get some good sessions in but when we get into that peak time it can be really hard to get your training in if you want to do your strength work whereas you can design kind of maybe a body weight training, you know, functional multi-muscle movement circuit that you can do for 15, 20 minutes, two or three times a week based from home, it helps you to maintain some kind of strength level that maybe you wouldn't do if you had to go to the gym?
2: For sure. I mean, you know, and and combining movements, like you were saying, like a lunge versus a lunge, Short versus a lunge with, a, with a lunge, yeah, with with a, a a weight pressed over your head that's two movements, more dynamic and, uh, and much better, you know, anytime you can put the two moves together. Um, you know, I think that's definitely you know anytime we talk about this extra stuff on top of swim bike run you know like uh yoga or strength training or stretching i mean like we're really tired i mean you know we're all tired and to say you know here do these extra sessions or you know do three times a week you know whatever I, i think that you're bringing up a really good point you know something that i suggest when you're doing Uh, you know sort of a core workout something that isn't doesn't require sort of big movements or heavy weights or something like that I tell people I'm like just do them whenever you're motivated to do it like don't even plan necessarily for a time um, you know when you find yourself willing to do it whether it's morning middle of the day something like that Um, I even like when you're doing stuff that doesn't require a lot of load I think sometimes it can work well as a warm out warm up for something so doing a core routine prior to a swim workout Mm. i that myself to be it sort of turns my body on a little more and sort of gets blood flow gives me like sort of an extensive warm up for the swimming itself because it's not necessarily <clears throat> fatiguing but if I place that at the right after the swim I may feel more of the fatigue so um, and, and
0: also you're just mentally tired at the end of your session aren't you? You, know, you know for a lot of people it's, once you kind of get to the end of that main set you kind of
2: want to yeah. get home don't you so, yeah, so. I've so. also sorry you go ahead I was, I was, I was going to say that um, I've also seen, you know, I, I think it's pretty typical for people to to play strength sessions, say, after like a swim workout or something like that. But I would also just advise, you know, if, if you have a really cranking, if you know you're going to have a really cranking swim workout, you know, then, you know, maybe you want to delay the strength session, put it at the end of the day. Or, you know, just develop something that you could do at home, like you were suggesting, sort of a, a short routine that maybe you do before you eat dinner or something like that that doesn't take a bunch of, of time and energy but still incorporates the movements so that you know, when, when you do have a little bit more time, you can transition back into it a little more easily. Yeah press up burpees that's what I was going to say great exercise
1: love them dear. you P- pop up out a hundred of those before sleep yeah yeah. Um, uh. one thing we hear a lot uh, and you mentioned before you know you're getting old and crusty yourself you're over over 30 now so you're on the, over. The, the downward slide <laughs> uh, as uh, we um, but yeah you often hear the big difference is once you sort of maybe hit 35 or so strength and training should be become part of your program you hear that from a lot of guys so maybe if you comment a bit on that and also um I guess around big versus small people you know if you've got some if you're an ex uh, football player and you're a big guy you've got big muscle mass um maybe comment on on whether how, how applicable strength training is for those guys versus say a uh, skinny um, small person
2: yeah um so in terms of age i mean i think I think there's things that uh, you know gordo gordo's uh, in his mid 40s so he's sort of transitioned into these sort of long-term health goals that he, he calls them you know and one of his that he has is to be able to put his carry-on luggage in the overhead in his 70s and um, I often think about that when I'm on airplanes because I look at people who you know they can't get their bags up, um, you know and uh, so I think that there is something to be said for maintaining a certain amount of strength for the basic things in life that we take for granted that may not you know just being able to walk upstairs or pick up the- or carry your groceries or something like that. So there's that component of getting older and being able to do certain things that we don't even think about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely it seems that, um, uh, you know, there's less, uh, less hormonal response and things like that. As we get older, bone density can, can weaken and those types of things. So, um, could definitely be more and more of, uh, incorporating strength training in order to maintain some of your muscle mass, bone density, that sort of thing that can be helpful as you get older. And certainly with um, maintaining performance uh, across years and not sort of degenerating. As, as, uh, uh, big versus small. I mean, I definitely think that from what I, I I sort of asked a couple people who I know who have incorporated more strength training that are small, uh, at least on a, the male side of things. So you know, 130 pounds and that type of things. And then a lot of females are under 150 pounds, which is sort of what I would consider sort of on the smaller end of the triathlon spectrum and and they definitely seem to at least from their opinion believe that the incorporation of some of the bigger movements squats deadlifts um some plyometrics things like that seem to have helped them in terms of raising their their bike power i don't know about in terms of running but you know in in triathlon we you know most of the bike courses that we have um are all pretty pure power oriented so being able to generate power on the flats is is much more important than than power to weight um so if you can if you can generate more power um chances are you're going to ride faster um just because the the courses themselves are going to be conducive to doing that i do think one thing we want to
0: add here is just you know about who you get your advice from you know like a lot of people listening to this probably don't Uh, You know, who can't just put together a program themselves, and don't really know which areas of the body we're trying to really focus on. And it's a really good idea to actually spend a bit of money in getting a good personal trainer, um, who kind of has has a bit of knowledge for the endurance athlete. um, You know, to get someone like that on your side who can write your program. And ideally specifically to your needs. So, you know, if you want to get a muscle imbalance test done is a really good thing to do and and get someone to design it around your yearly program, because I think a lot of people go on the internet, just grab some bloody thing they find on the internet. And, you know, there's a value in doing strength work, but the more specific can be to your needs, the better it's going to be for the athlete.
2: Yeah. And I think also like on the, you know, you see a ton of people who, uh, you know, at some point in their life just decide that they want to become runners and they throw on running shoes and they just start running and get injured. And, you know, they, they take for granted that the movement while running may seem simple, uh, has, you know, complexity in terms of biomechanics and, and how you want to balance your training and all those types of things. And so I would say definitely in the other direction towards strength training, I mean, you may think, well, yeah, I can do a lunge or yeah, I can do a squat or I can do a bench press or whatever. Um, and that's fine. Maybe you can but I don't think there's any harm in, in having people who really know their stuff, uh, being able to, even if you want to develop your own program, at least being able to see how you are uh, performing the movement.
0: Yeah. Because,
2: yeah. you know, I mean, you can really, all that stuff is great when done correctly. But when done incorrectly, it's quite dangerous. Yeah. So it's important that you know uh, how to do the movements, you do them correctly. and And something else that I try to tell people is don't, don't automatically assume that the, the goal in strength training is to get to bigger and bigger weights. Like it's not necessarily about being able to move the most amount of weight. Um, you know, you, you're really just wanting to be strong and you're, you know, you maybe want to be a better triathlete. So you're not a power lifter. So making sure that those movements, um, are all, you know, done really, really well done, controlled, done with the right timing. Um, that's something that you know, those people in those professional fields can help with and help you sort of maximize uh, any time that you're going to spend in the gym. Yeah, awesome. Um, so uh,
1: anything else you want to go over in terms of strength training?
2: Uh, no, I mean, just, um, you know, it is a polarizing topic. So mm. <laughs> um, I think you should, uh, w- you know, whatever advice you want to take, you know, find some trusted individuals that you believe in and, and listen to them because there's going to be, as many opinions as there are people on this subject, so it's a bit uh,
1: like, bit like nutrition, really, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it's really. I mean, and and you know, we could we could come on here a few years from now, and and maybe I've changed some of my opinions and some of the things we're talking about right now. I mean, it is always sort of, uh, an evolving topic and subject, and um, you know, just just uh, you know, d- develop a plan and stick to it and believe in it, and you'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Now, you guys at Endurance Corner have got a few things coming up. Um, I see you got a Texas Tri Clinic and you got your camps coming up. So, maybe tell us a bit about those.
2: Yeah. So, in two, a little less than two weeks. So, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Um, I'm going down to, to Texas, um, to the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, Tri Shop in Plano, Texas, which is sort of North Dallas. Tri Shop there founded a couple of years ago by a friend of mine. Line and, and we're putting together a weekend clinic with ron tribindis uh, another endurance corner coach and harold wilson and david bertrand of dallas fort worth tri club and we'll be presenting on a variety of topics from we'll include some strength training in there and um <laughs> swim bike uh, nutrition uh, some bike fit just a variety of different topics to um kind of help people get their their season rolling you know it's into the end of january and and down in texas it'll probably be getting you know warm enough to start doing adequate training by february so we're just kind of there to to help people get a handle on their season and move forward and then um in late february we have our annual tucson camp which is a week-long training camp uh that we've held every year since 2008 and i'll be there and Marilyn will be there and alan will be there and sue Aquila will be there mm-hmm. and blake becker's joining us this year and then Cliff English is also working with us to do. Um, he'll be coaching all the swim sessions and things like that. So, should be a, a good time. And then the last camp we have is just built around the new Ironman that's coming to Boulder oh, nice. uh, in late June. We're doing sort of a full-on uh, training camp. Try to cover the entire course. And um, I've I've ridden the I've ridden the course uh, in part or in full a number of times since they sort of put it together there's parts of the course that are pretty common training grounds and others that are when the way they go east is a little bit unique so um we're definitely all really familiar with the course can definitely help people uh get a handle on how they want to approach the course and then use the training camp to have a nice race simulation about i think it's six weeks out from race day so should be i mean to kind of get a feel for the whole course
1: so if you're going to boulder you got to do this camp basically it's that's the deal yeah, yeah, I do. and you can get yourself some uh some weed at the same time, <laughs> exactly. And you won't get arrested. So, we were talking the economics of the
0: weed before the show, weren't we, John? We were, yeah.
1: So, um, all those things you can find out in endurancecorner.com, um, and you'll be able to get stuck in, you know, start your planning for summer now. So, thanks for coming on the show, as always, Justin. It's good to have you here. Yeah, great, mate. Thanks for having me. John, what are your thoughts? strength and conditioning training is as I said in the intro it's a bit of a love hate relationship for a lot of people you won't catch me at the gym to be honest Uh, I do most of my stuff as as I've said many times before just incorporating it into run workouts totally get the benefit of going to the gym and and I think there is a really good benefit in doing that but for me it's just a time and cost issue Yeah, but it's definitely a time thing,
0: and I think you know the one thing for us athletes who do Ironman is that you just spend so much time training, Mm. and so then how do you kind of counter that with you know putting some strength (laughs) work in there? Like I always felt that as an athlete because I came from a gym guy, as in a weight room guy, to the endurance sport, and I always felt that it gave me a real. Good foundation to work mm. from Like in my Ironman time I get more injured now Than what I do When I did Ironman mm. and, um, and I really feel That th- th- those years Of doing weights Gave me such a solid Foundation to work for And for endurance I do think there's a real Value in strength But it is You're kind of working Around your season and, mm. and like we were saying Kind of in the interview Is make sure you get A really good PT Around you to design Something that's specific To your needs And to the needs Of the movements That you're going to be doing Because mm. you, know, you, you know You don't need a lot of blood and Bicep strength and blood and, you know In Ironman So think about that Right.
1: Extreme endurance. Oh your lactic buffer. Tell me about it, John. One of the products that I've started using now is Extreme Hydro X. Oh. And it contains the world's most premium blend of electrolytes along with lactate and the body's natural fuel source. Patented hydration technology sustamine is added to enhance electrolyte and water absorption in the intestines, stimulating glycogen synthesis and promote the synthesis of muscle protein to help and repair recovery of muscle issues. So what, the reason I basically take this is I want to take, we had that interview ages ago with um, with Paul Larson around electrolytes and taking in drinks and stuff and the pros and cons of yep. doing that. and. I basically want to be taking as many things as I can to, whether it's a placebo or not, to basically mitigate the chance of getting cramps. And this is another one of the products that I do. The reason why I take this product is, uh, is I want to take. Many chart things out of the equation for cramps, and this is gonna kind of basically what I believe seems to be helping but the me. Well, I'm taking <laughs> it's the thing I'm taking this, and I'm also taking extreme endurance, and then I use the uh, so just the, the tablets, and the, the cumulative effect seems to work really well. And then I use the execute just as sort of my protein y type recovery side of things, but yeah I'm finding them it's, it's just so hard to know if they're working but if you're somebody that's suffer, you know you suffer from cramps I think you've got to still look at those things and I know that Paul was sort of saying oh the electrolytes you can't absorb them but I still think you need to be Playing around with different things, and even if it's in your head, you know, if, if they're saying, you know, "Don't take any electrolytes in the race," it doesn't necessarily do anything. We know that a lot of people have taken salt tablets on the run, and they had cramps, and they take them, and they don't. So whether or not it's a placebo, or what the hell's going on? Um, I just think that you know, if you can mit- mitigate um, the risk factors, then it's a winner. So it seems to be working for me.
0: Okay. So, and I think that is the thing. If, if you are someone who's just like. You know, just always kind of battling the the cramps, or you know, you feel that's really good to you. It is sometimes you just got to try some things mm. chuck them on, you know, against mm. the wall and see what sticks. And you know, this is definitely a good option to try.
1: If You ramble a stick to try to reduce, cr- uh, reduce. Uh, stitch, yeah, it like it works for you, weird, but it if it works, works for you, yeah, exactly. go for it. So I'm finding this one works as well. So if you have you got- ever Darren Brown, the the magician guy. Yep, yeah, I went to see him a show in the UK once. Oh, did you? Mm. Was it good? Yeah, he like memorised the phone book and stuff, doesn't he? Oh, he's brilliant. He's yeah. got he's got
0: some really interesting shows. He's got the experiments, which are ones that really blow my mind. But he did one on a placebo effect, and oh. and it was really fascinating. These guys, you know, who were really kind of anti, and he got them really well. Was, mm. Yeah, placebo is
1: such a fascinating mm. thing, isn't it? So check it out. It's only twenty six ninety five, and you can use the IM Talk five promo code, and when you're doing your order, you get it all discounted. Okay, Jumbo,
0: Um, questions Mm, and answers. answers. Good old Peter Mills, got the Iron Talk Funnies. He gives us a bit of a hard time here, but I've been listening since day one. Nice. We're nearly up to episode 400, John. I know. Love the show. It motivates me to keep and keeps me informed. So great work, gents. That being said, you amuse me to no end on the number of points I've thought about collecting the Iron Man Talk fail. Uh, you should gather from your listeners, it might be better to sell it than your cookbook or iron tips. I'm going to have this as a discussion of the week
1: for next week. What, what are our fails?
0: Yeah. Do you want to do you want to leave his ones?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe should I just put it in for next week, shall I? Do you want to leave it and put it in for next week? He got, he, so we're not going to talk his ones? You're called
0: Bevan. Okay, well, well no, we're all doing it now. Okay. So number one, we say yes way too long. He says yeah. yes. Why do Kiwis take 20 seconds to say yes? <laughs> yes, I'm not sure. Number two, Bevan and any pro cyclist name. Let's be honest, any name. So he's got. I'm regularly amused by the mispronunciation of the pro cyclist. How can you butcher? See, I can't even say this. Kensiala. Yeah.
1: Say that. I try. I try to help you guys out there, listeners, when he does it. But I sometimes, always, sometimes I just let it ride. No, you but, but you got to always, pick your battles. You can tell when I'm reading because for some reason I just don't do
0: names, but. Yeah, yeah, I'll pause, and John just always comes in for me. You go, that's yeah. good. There's an understanding. Yeah. Memory like a goldfish. You boys don't remember what was said from one last minute, but um, from in the last minute, barring the last show, so. you can have a discussion with my wife around that. That's, <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> history. Uh, I need to remind them of their own history. Constant reference to Kiwi cyclists, not accomplishing anything. How about this
1: guy? Who was it, Graham, Graham Miller. Miller? Graham Miller. is a legend. He was, and he was awesome. He got lots of Commonwealth Games gold medals and stuff, and he, and but he never made in Europe.
0: He was a legend was in New Zealand.
1: Legendary New Zealand cyclist. Household name. Yeah. Yeah. Graham Miller. Yeah, and he kept. Going. He's still going. He, he was going good until in his forties. Was he? Yeah.
0: Uh, journalism Mike Pig threw out A big claim about Luke Van Leer And Legends of Truth. I can't remember this bit no. The silence was deafening In response You boys lay it On druggies Why not take the point On this one Or better yet Get Luke on to respond to it Well we did ask um, I have tried to get him on before No, but we didn't. he's ask... never been Busted for drugs No but I think Mike Pig was saying Well he might have been busted But I'm thinking Yeah
1: well, You can't do that With everybody who did we do? We asked. Who
0: did we have on last week? Legends? Uh, you and Zach. We asked Luke, Jurgen. Yeah. Yeah. We said, oi. He said, no. So there you go. Kona. Your Kona shows are awesome. Go every year. It's how the Ironman community gets its goss. Don't worry about it. We will stump up and pay for you. We'll buy your bloody tickets. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, work away to make it into a business. We would like that. Yep. We'd like to make money from it. Oh, highly unlikely. How about a camp prepping for Florida or Arizona? That's
1: a good point. Yep, we could do it. could potentially do a camp over there, combine it in with watching Iron Man. That's actually a pretty good idea. Mm. Would you want to do that? We could, we could work that in, yeah. That'd actually be a really good idea. For next year, we'll have a thing about that.
0: Because what you could do is you could do... Accommodation is a little bit tricky, but... Um... Yeah, but you could
1: maybe just have a little bit out of town. Yeah, no, there's definitely some options there. And
0: if we get vans, you could almost do your training in the morning, mm. go on to town.
1: Mm. Or you'd still want to go swimming out on the course, but wouldn't you? Mm. Man, good idea. Of your work. But the thing is, if, you, if you're going over for uh, yeah, accommodation, is tricky. But if you're if you're booking a place for um, seven to ten days, That's doable I'll look into it.
0: We're going to camp Kaha Kahakona.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all on for next year. Bring it on, done it.
0: We're going to sell yeah. tickets
1: next year. Oh, the tickets are, if we sell, the them, tickets are good. Yeah, they are good. Do the tickets and the camp. <laughs> there
0: we go. That's how we make the business out of it. Yeah, uh, men. Uh, was, right, he's got interviews oh, missing in action. Okay, so he's got
1: we haven't had been Laird asked Gomez Not an on course athlete. Might McCoy had a few jumps. Yeah, definitely had Mecca lots of times. Yeah. Stadler, yep, good point. Haven't got him on yet. Brownleys, we had Brownleys. Had Brownleys. Woman, Uh, um, Allen so I'm presuming you're talking Kate Allen there. Never heard of it. She's an Olympic gold medalist from (laughs) Sydney, 2004.
0: (laughs) Shows my history of the sport.
1: Yeah. Uh, It was 2000, wasn't it? No, she won in Athens. Oh, okay. She's from Sydney. Yep. Um Macaulay Jones. We've tried li- to get on legends, I'm lining her up for Legends at some stage. Snowstool? still? I'd love to know what she's, she's MIA. I I A. I don't know what she's I don't know what she's up for. With her beverage on? Not for a long interview, but she couldn't understand a word I said. <laughs> it's true. I'm trying <laughs> I've tried tried to get newbie phrase, but she's not so, so keen on interviews apparently. And Spurig. again, short course athlete, so might get her on at some stage. She's having a baby, or she's had a baby. Okay.
0: Um, love your work. I uh, hope you join you in Epicamp one day, or maybe even Camp Kea There you go. Uh, keep up the good work. And it's from Pete, the Sorophone Block Mills. There you go. Mark Nelson sent through one. I'm in, how does that one? Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Uh, you occasionally mention the number of new INWTC races and where the Kona slots are coming from. This is a response I found on the EN forum. What's EN? Endurance Nation. Oh, there you go. Website. Uh, is a good reminder that races come and go quickly. While WTC has been adding a lot of events lately. I wonder if there is any really net gain in the number of races they have added. All of these events probably do not have slots awarded. I was even I wasn't even aware that some of them have been discontinued. So he's basically got here then so Chattanooga is popular because South East Mid Atlantic region have been grossly underserved by WTC. Since triathlon has been an expensive sport and many people can only do a race that is within their driving range, the new races out west or in Mexico did nothing for them. By contrast, Chattanooga scratched the itch for I'm in Florida and I am in Louisville. Yep. So that, yeah. uh, Could not fill And least anyone think uh, The growing curve for WC is only up I will list some races that went by the wayside In the last two years So I'm in WC 77.3 I mean, I'm in St George's I WC think you've confused 3. everybody being here We're saying that basically lots of races are
1: disappearing yeah. And we are bringing more races on but they also are disappearing so gone is, is St George Regensburg Korea China and Canada which has moved to Whistler and then Silverman was gone as well Moose Man Providence Pocon no these ones are still there Poconos but anyway it's basically saying yes they're adding lots of Ironman races but at the same time some are disappearing
0: I concur I like that. The market is not saturated, but people rapidly forget the ones that did not make it for one reason or another. And I will not be surprised if... Ironman Louisville dies when its contract ends in 2016. If their numbers fall significantly in 2014 due to Ironman Chattanooga, WTC might even convert that into a 70.3 for the last two years. Only time will tell. Meanwhile, I hope that the Ironman Florida uh, fairly easily for 2014 because I'm sure there are a lot of registrations. This went in
1: TN. What's TN mean? Went to TN. I don't know, some other race. Okay. Great. Cool Dude Oh
0: okay here we go We've got an email from Jason Who's Jason? Last week's age group of the week Okay Remember the wife sent through? Oh yeah 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 Worked at it for years Yeah And he's just saying he made his day You know he loves the show And he even he listens to the Legends podcast And his uh, plan is us to do Kona this year Hopes to meet us both Love your work There you go But he goes And Bevan Ha 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 That's what he's got for mm. Ha's um, I had to look up what Pash meant on Google He didn't know what Pash oh, meant Right And he goes Even as even though I spent three weeks in New Zealand. I still didn't know what the word meant. We both we were both like, a dirty what? <laughs> so I told right. them they have a dirty pash, give her a dirty pash. Anyway, there's some site called Kiwi Talk or something like that, and it sorted us out. Pretty funny moment though, when we we're looking at each other and I go, I'm supposed to give you a dirty pash. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure what that is. Better look it up first. So a dirty pash for those people overseas who don't know what it is. Like sloppy kiss. But sloppy kiss where you get a bit of tongue in there, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's tonguey, sloppy pash. It's a, it's a Kiwi word for, like, and I think they call called a snog in the UK, do they?
1: Bit of a snog, yep.
0: Yep, yep definitely. definitely. I'm not sure what they're in America. Mm. Dirty old Pash. Mm. So if you've, got a, if you've got a partner, go home today and see, say, Beving told me to give you a dirty old Pash. There you go. There you go. And lastly, John. Yes. Oh, this can wait till after the end. John, sponsors. Athelinks.com. Uh, social networking. Put your results there and your rest Ec- on there.
1: Extreme endurance. Get your, what's the stuff we talked about today? Uh, Hydro X
0: Hydro X Coffees of Hawaii Get t t-shirt Thir- $17 team 17 50. and 50 That's well under my $25 t-shirt project. Endurance Corner And uh, just go on the camps Suppose mm. that mm. Okay, Jonbo I mean, I was uh, led to the, to the uh, cycle champs the other day Yeah And uh, I was talking with my mate, Leonardo mm-hmm. From uh, One Network News mm-hmm. And then I met some other people as well Mm-hmm and, uh, and he was going to meet mate He, he goes to me. that guy over there So pointing pointed to me Because that guy over there Played hockey for New Zealand mm-hmm. And uh, when he played hockey for New Zealand They just The guy was an ex-athlete And everyone mm-hmm. was just talking about He was the best athlete ever and, uh, and and so he was kind of pointing to him Talking about this legendary mm-hmm. guy And it uh, turned out that uh, we, Then we met the legendary guy guy mm-hmm. named Rob
1: mm-hmm. Rob, what's his last name? I'm not sure Well you used to live up the road from them uh, Andrew Robertson Andrew what's Robertson happened? Yeah, yeah Yeah yeah, he listens to the show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 and he was there. Yeah, and he was saying you pashed his daughter, his sister. Oh, I don't Belinda, know that. He gave her a dirty pash. <laughs> 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 he goes, I go, give me some dirt, and he goes, dirt, dirt, and he goes, well, there were some rumours about him Belinda at school, oh, so <laughs> I'm just starting, putting it out there, and it's not your Belinda. It's amongst you, just like Belinda's. It's amongst
1: the road crew. Yeah, here we go. And he did Iron Man, and uh, and his brother, and they had a, they're pretty competitive. Yeah, who took yeah. it out? Um. I think Andrew did Tim's Do we play, call him Robbie or something? Or cause yeah him, I, I just he wrote down Rob Yeah Robbie 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 Was yep. his nickname? Yeah yep. And his brother Tim they the both done triathlon Both done Iron Man. <laughs> he said he was they once were, at a race They were pretty, pretty
0: solid Well he, he played hockey for New Zealand Yeah yeah So yeah. he's obviously
1: a pretty awesome athlete
0: Yeah But um he, he said that He was at a race once And he bought one of the original Iron Man talk jerseys Yeah yeah And, and uh, someone was riding Someone I can't remember which race it was And I'm right Oh hey you got Bevan? <laughs> 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 so that kind of made me Nice <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so did you pass her? Uh, we're very good. His, his very good is, friends. Very good friends. His mother <laughs> is my godmother. Oh, wow. Mm. Do you still see her? Yeah, my parents are still friends with him. They live down the hill. Is yep. still in the same place? Uh, yep. Yep. There you go. Mm. What's your goals? Racing this weekend, Bevan. Oh, of course, this bit weekend. Of, bit of pressure on. Can't you have your checked out your competition? Uh, I look, yeah, I don't know anybody, really. But what about the guy from Australia? Yeah, he's racing.
0: smoke him. My money's on you, mate. I'm back in John Newsom.
1: I'm not 100% health. And health, health. Yeah. Um, a little bit worried about that, but it also got to be got to be a little bit careful. That I don't get too focused on the outcome, which is to get a kind of slot and It'll be process, driven. It'll be process driven. Process driven. That's quite hard. How many it, slots in, will be in, in your Taupo? Taupo won't be too much of an issue. I think there'll be. F- Four-ish, so maybe, you, maybe five. You so you have to have a pretty horrible day. You know, I ta- have to have a pretty bad day in Taupo. So that's. What do you think you're doing, in Um, kind of depends on conditions, but I'm pretty keen to go under nine hours. But I think they're that new run course. If it was the old run course, I'd be backing myself for sub nine. If you do sub nine, you win age groupers. Yeah, you'd be the first age grouper, surely. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But this weekend. Yeah, It is all about winning It's That's all that
0: matters John Newsom, Do you realise that if you win this weekend Yeah You go to Taupo You'll be in the lead of the world rankings Possibly No because remember last year All the
1: Kiwi boys were up front early on Yeah There has been one other 70.3 Puson Pous- Pucon Puson Whatever was last week Yeah, yeah but, but after Taupo Yep I would expect to be leading the world rankings Yeah you have be number yeah. one in the world That's right <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing about that one <laughs> You can put that on your yeah. website Number yeah. one world we'll triathlete. Uh, so what's so, the strategy? Well, the strategy is going to be changing depending on what happens. So it is, it's, you know, normally, you know, you would go out and say, right, you just stick to your game plan. But when you're racing to win, it's slightly different. So have loving yeah. that you're racing to win. So, yeah, it's just, it's hard to know what's going to go on because there's nobody that I know that's going to drag me through the swim. Heath Exley, Exley if you don't pull your finger out in the is swim. Is it
0: Heath Rotel Heath from Crosschurch? Sorry? Is it Heath from Crosschurch? Yeah. The, who used to be my swim coach years ago and then gone to triathlon. Nice guy about our age. Yeah, he used to be a swim coach. Yeah, he used to coach at um, aqu- Aquagym for years. It could
1: be. I'm not sure. Heathrowtel,
0: I always call him. What's right, Or like Jeffrowtel, Heathrow That was just okay. my nickname okay. for him. Yeah, could I
1: be. Could I'm be not sure. He's a reasonably good swimmer, and he's a much better swimmer than me in the pool, um, but he needs to pull his finger out and drag me through that swim, and then I've got to look for bikers. And then, then you just drop him to you? Well, and he can ride with me. He's welcome to. I'd actually be quite happy if he pulled me through. Can he bike. ride with you? Uh, possibly. Possibly so that's the the big unknown. You're going to be congested, but what's the time difference between you and the next group? It's about seven or eight minutes. So you probably catch most of the the, the stragglers in the swim. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's a guy group or a girl group, but, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, we'll be catching people all all day long. And that's a bit of a concern on the bike because it's fairly narrow. It's a bit narrow in places, so hopefully people keep to the left because that's that's a bit of a concern. So the bike is going to be – yeah, I mean, I'll be riding to Watts depending on what's happening around me if there's people – yeah, I'll be potentially taking some risks on the bike and then on the run. Um, plan on ripping the run pretty solid. You do. Mm. T- slightly technical run, quite a few t- twists and turns, so you're going to have to go by feel a bit because your Garmin's going to be going up and down like a what are, yo-yo. What, are,
0: what speed? What time? If you had a good run, do you think you will
1: do? Well, I'm not quite sure how quick it is in a straight line. I want to be running three forty-five per k pace. Okay, <clears throat> I and mean, then the corners and all that, I'm not sure how much of an. Which will give there. you what about a one? About a one twenty. Yeah. Okay. So if I go under one twenty, I'll be pretty stoked.
0: Mm. my money's on you, mate. Good. You. thank you.
1: You've got the support of me and the community. There we go, pushing you forward. So I will put posts on the po- on on the, the page, but if you are down there watching and if you can look at the start list, actually I'll pull it up now um, and I'll give you the numbers. So then, <laughs> so then you know. Someone
0: was on Facebook saying we we, we talk too much crap at the end. Yeah, so we never write all the numbers. Yeah. If you don't if you don't know that we
1: talk crap at the end, there's a really good idea. I've got,
0: turn it off. <laughs> it's as simple
2: as that.
1: I think he's, he's in general the shows are getting too long. Like we, what? Are we, what is it today? Today we're about it's a hour funny one forty. Some,
0: some people love the long shows. Yeah, you can't keep all the people happy all the time, John. Yeah, That's the problem. So what are you
1: doing? What are you doing here now? Are you tell us about your week? Well, John, I went to a wedding. Did you see me on the news? Unfortunately, we did. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we did. And you should work for flipping Anchor or Mainland because it was a classic Bevan James Isles cheese line. What did I say? Oh, this is just so what she's all about. Oh, oh no, but like this woman that. is like, like that. Oh, God.
0: No, seriously. So, so, hey, I can't help it. Then. I just care about the people.
1: Yeah. You know, so I was on one that you the biggest news there. Well, well done, sorry to interrupt. But well done to Auckland seventy point three. They've got professional age, uh, professional athlete list, prov- provisional uh, individual athlete list, and the teams. Well done. It's all up there, and it's all in age group. Nice work. So, so do you want to tell people who you're looking for? You carry on. Sorry, tell us about your news story. Well, I want you to listen to me, not look at that. Okay, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> What somebody said before, we've got memories like fishes or whatever. So, yeah. okay,
0: do fishes, fishes got memories.
1: Yeah, awesome memories. Yeah, good.
0: Okay. okay, so um, went to a wedding. So my friend Mid, Mid, Mid is seriously one of those people in life who's just I think phenomenal, just an amazing person. And uh, she she got married in the gym. Yeah, in the gym, and it was an out of a wedding job because you know what happened before she hit the ceremony. Guess who played? What kind of music do you have uh, at a wedding? Explosions. Yeah, well that'd be kind of out there, wouldn't it? Yeah. What kind of music do you normally have at a wedding? Um, sort of maybe Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, yeah. something like
1: that. Yeah, we, a bit of Michael Bublé,
0: yeah. A bit of lovey-dovey stuff. Mm-hmm. Scribe, right? How many do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scribe, Scribe is New Zealand's most famous rapper. Yeah, kind of gangster rapper of all time, and he got up and did a bit of How many do you know? All like oh, this. Oh goodness! Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I was the MC. Nice. And, and problem is, John, when I was a teenager. I was a bit into my gangster rap. Did you have a good gangster rap phase? Oh, not really.
1: Oh, I, I like a bit of Ice Cube. Yeah, sheltered, sheltered life. Yeah, I you
0: what, what kind of music did you like when you were a teenager?
1: Oh, but I can't even know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could be so lucky. <laughs> like... Tiffany? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Duran Duran? Dur- oh. They maybe even live them of Before more, your time. Yeah.
0: Did you go to like, you threw your Nirvana stage?
1: Yeah, a bit of Nirvana at high school. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Def Leppard. Did you have
0: Rumpur? Awesome. Whatever it was Sugar <laughs> you <They're> on me <laughs> Awesome Whatever it was yeah. On me So um, Where am I So I was M mm. C At the wedding mm. you know, My job was
1: to keep things rolling Hey Joe Bevan's just telling us all about His One Network News experience
0: Yeah you, you like seeing me on news Hey babe mm. Yeah, mm. see, she made her day mm. and, um, and so I met up to Scribe And again, when I was a kid, I liked my gangster rap So I kind of, you know, back in the day I also dressed a little bit, kind of gangster rap You know, okay. had the hats and Push then. the
1: story along, push like, the story what? along What do you say? Push the story along Well,
0: you just gangster wrote my rap.
1: story Okay, sorry, you gangster And you found your people Yep, 322 <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody between the numbers of 322 and How many have I got in my age group? 322 to... A couple of pages here. Oh, you could have done your prep or you ruined my story. Goodness. 322 to um, 480, 460. Okay. So 138. Plus there's a few stragglers, number 180 and 181. They're outliers. You've got to look out for them. They must have been put in the wrong wrong group. Anybody between those numbers, then tell me about it. And my number is... And you're giving me a hard time. I was telling a great story. 407. 407. I'm not telling the story
0: anymore. It was, the best, it was better wearing, than a mini-story. You're wearing a your gangster rap stuff. No, because when I was younger, I did it hard. I felt I was that person when I met Scribe. I oh. would go and give them, not the normal handshake, you know, the gangster rap handshake. Right, right. You and then You just done I was, the knuckle together? Yeah, knuckle, bang, 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 slap, gang yeah. boom, bang, yeah. bang yeah. hug. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I, I, I was wearing a suit and like a conservative
1: white boy. Subscriber's actually live wasn't just playing yeah, no, he was up there live on stage How'd she get, get that gig going?
0: Oh because she they said to spin the wheels Yeah That's why I was on one network news Right Yeah Yeah.
1: Near mid What else you got John? Uh, Phil Patterson He's 4'14 You want to check him out? Phil and A Lots of people were asking about Phil's weight You know A while ago <laughs> They were worried about his weight Has he lost any yet? Oh yeah Come on Phil Yeah okay, The person want- who complained about us waffling on I'm sure mm-hmm. they would have turned off by now mm. And also, David Dallow was listed in our age group. That could cause a bit of a problem if he's racing. <laughs> <laughs> it could, could cause some serious problems. And as was Steve Bayliss. So. What will you do after Steve Bayliss is going to race? Well, it's, there's a Steve Bayliss, and I imagine he's in the 35 to 39 age group. So hopefully, he's just been put in there, and he should be racing pro. Are
0: you? Um, what are you? What are you going to do around Auckland? You
1: hang around? I'm just gonna see Douglas, Douglas Scott, stay yes. with him. And uh no, I'm just in, in the zone, Bevan. In the zone. I'm yes. gonna have my first uh crow club experience this weekend. I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah, are you gonna go early? Yeah. You're yeah. gonna go stay the yeah. night before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> camping out. Calvin are you gonna go, do you
0: go crazy? Oh. Do you make sure you get maximum <clears throat> return on investment? I do.
1: Yeah. I won't deny it, I do. Yeah. Okay, Bevan. This time next week, I will have cranked over my eight hundred dollars, hopefully. Oh yes, P, Yes, yes The US. How the US? Buy some more books, people. Buy some more books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I think okay. we've offered enough. My okay. story was gold, but John ruined it. It was
1: gold. <laughs> uh, you and Scribe, go hanging with the dude. You didn't pop a cap in his ass or anything. I did like actually.
0: That. Yep. Yeah. And he was he was crying, but yeah. then I said, "Hey, harden up!" And he's, "Oh, you yeah, true okay. brew. Oh, know True
1: brew. That's a key thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hebrew yeah, brew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they have a whole section on a TV program. We have Crowd Goes well Yeah, definitely. They just pull up all the sports guys that say year. Oh, do they? Because the years ago, it was full credit, five. wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, full credit. Yeah. Game two halves.
0: Okay. I'm Russ. I'm gonna Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia kaha. Kaha.